Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, this is Rick Curry. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 143 for Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing this week? Are you doing well? I don't know if you can tell by my voice. I am not. I am sick. Um, And I'm sick of being sick, to be honest with you. I spent most of uh, December and early January sick, and now I'm spending late January and early February sick. It is not a trend uh, or a goal that I've set for myself. It's just something I'm doing uh, kind of on the reg right now. Uh, it's the new, actually, you know, it's the new health goal. That's basically what it is, guys, is uh, I'm doing the sick diet. I'm well ahead of the curve trend-wise because I've been dropping weight. But anyways, this is the stuff we're going to talk about, guys, this week, all right? And I'm going to let you know real quick. I know the last episode was a little heartfelt and maybe, you know, more serious than funny. Uh, so thanks for listening to it. Thanks for all the people who reached out and sent me messages regarding it. But this week, we're going to make it a little more interesting. Um, I was sick, so I didn't have a whole hell of a lot to talk about, but I figured, why don't I bring something to the table that we can all enjoy? And I brought back the, uh, the most frequent co-host that I've had, uh, my buddy, Chris. Chris, thank you for joining me. Oh, gee whiz, Josh. Oh, gee no whiz. No you problem. sound terrible, by the way. I do. I sound worse. Well, it's because I'm trying to ham it up for the fucking podcast. Oh, you're just putting on thick? Well, you know, we were, we're also recording. I got my, uh... My handheld recorder here, my phone, Chris is recording on his phone, so we got like a three little mic shoot here, but uh, it's not going to be anywhere near as good as it normally is. You know what's funny? I, we put them all in the middle of the table. Since we had one of each, we should have put one like right next to me, one right next to you. That would have been smart. Oh, well, who cares? This will be fine. Off on it, do your magic. I don't pay you to sit around. Um, so yeah, this week, guys, I'm going to tell you about you know being sick. I had a health scare with my mom. Um, and then I went to the casino with my mom. So, uh, you know, not the same day, of course, but I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, I did a sampling. I've had yet another car repair. Uh, my staying on track with my, my eating and my, my resolutions are going great, except I had something that I consider a little bit of a teeter. Uh, I will share that with you guys a little bit later on and, uh, you can judge for yourselves. Still working on my TV pitch. Uh, Chris and I have been talking a lot about resistance bands. Uh, I had an idea for a joke about relationships, and I will uh, tell you guys that a little bit later on. I'll see if Chris thinks it's funny, and maybe you guys can tell me if it's got legs too. I got a spot at Absolute Comedy tonight, so I'll try that out. And then I'm going to bug Chris for his top 10 meat meals, and still bugging you guys for them. Contact at onemanpodcast.com, send them in to me, and that, that'll be about it. So, how you doing, buddy? What's new with you? Not a whole lot. Good, man. Okay. I know, like, you're <laughs> into the, may as well do the resistance bands first, yeah. because... You, uh, you've been, that's what you've been doing. You yes. built a chin up, pull up bar in the, in the garage. That I have. Yeah. And Shall I go that, into it? If you want. Go into my reasonings behind it. Yeah, you do it. Um, so my work is very physical and the part of my job that I do, so I do landscaping. The part that I do, I'm able to do well. Like my muscles have developed for that. I'm What's the part working. that you do? Um, well, just 
like the muscles that are required to dig wheelbarrow, lift stone, all of that stuff works. Oh, okay, I thought like well for me. I thought like like you're on a team and you're the digger. Oh no no! no. Like I thought you meant like the part of the. There job are companies that kind of do that, but no, we. If you are not doing anything, do something. It's not like, well, my job is this, and they don't need me right now, so I'm going to do nothing. No, I just wanted to check because there's yeah. like because there are some guys. Yes, there are. Like, yeah. So I just when you're like the part yeah, of my it's like, job, no, no, no. it's like, oh, what's your? I'm part? the tractor guy. You don't need a tractor guy. I'm. <coughs> you don't need a tractor. No, no, no. Right. You you pick up a freaking rake and you you do some work. But no, but um, I felt that my upper body, and by that I mean all of the strength required to lift something heavy from below my elbows. Up above, like, you know, putting a big bag of uh, cement up on uh, on top of scaffolding. Why you're doing that, I don't know. Okay. Why you want cement on scaffolding. But you got to lift over your head. But, How yeah, that show? part there, I found that was lacking on me. I've always found that. So I decided I wanted to work on that muscle. And uh, without referencing anything, I decided uh, resistance bands might work. I mean, free weights would, but resistance bands are lighter, cheaper. Well, they're also safer, is my understanding, because... They just kind of like snap back if you can't push it further and whatever. It just kind of yeah, it just kind of pulls you back. Yeah, as you, opposed you to like a weight where you drop a fucking yeah, you drop a, a band on your toe and it's nothing. Yeah, you might get like a really yeah. bad elastic snap. Well, so <laughs> yeah. I bought I bought one set and I was faking my own um, workouts, but then I decided to go onto YouTube and and see if any um, professionals or people that call themselves professionals had uh, any suggestions on certain uh, workouts. At uh, which point I found out that they are actually these bands. So they're like, they're not the tubing with the handles. Right. These are like elastic bands. It's like a band. giant elastic band. Yeah. 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 It's a full circle and it stretches. And they are largely used also for um, pull-up and chin-up assists. I suppose if you can't do a pull-up, even if you can only do a half a pull-up, you're probably not working all the muscles necessary to eventually fully do one. You want to be able to get all the way up. And the only way to do that is with help. So you would attach these, you would uh, figure out what band is best for you. Usually there's about five different weight sets ranging from, let's say, 15 to 30 pounds. And then the next one would kind of begin at maybe 25 up to 40 and so on. And you can get them that where it's a resistance up to like 120 pounds. So you figure out what works best for you. (coughs) You wrap it around your uh, chin up bar uh, using uh, what I understood was a cow's hitch. No idea what that is. I don't. I, I don't like where you would pull the band over the top and then you would loop the longer end through the smaller end. Of oh, the I, see. I see. I believe it's called a cow's hitch. Okay. Either way, it doesn't matter. But no, I know, at least I know what you mean. Yeah. Now. You put your foot through the one end, through the uh, loose end, and then that will then give you some upward lift, which at first feels ridiculous. You're like, this is way too easy. Do three sets and you definitely see the benefit. Right. Yeah. Um, so and you can change the diff, like the the resistance band, yeah. to be easier or harder. Yeah, yeah as you, as it becomes too easy, if you're able to now pump out twenty of them, maybe now drop it down to a lower resistance band. Or if you're if you're using two like bands in tandem, yeah, remove one of them, that kind of thing. I want to do that for the reason I want to use the uh, resistance bands is because like at home we don't have a, a ton of room to do workouts, and I know for me the motivation is like especially lately being sick. So I've still been a good bitch. Like every day that I've been healthy, mm-hmm. I got my ass to the gym yeah. and I and I banged it. As a matter of fact, the day I got sick, I did an over an hour on the elliptical. Mm-hmm. Like I did a workout and then I did over an hour on the elliptical. And it was funny because after it was over, it was Wednesday. Um, when it was over, I just remember like kind of coughing a bit. And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I did just work my lungs, you know, cardio and and breathing. I'm like, I just did a big workout, so. I feel like I really gave my lungs a workout too. And maybe I'm just coughing because I'm not used to that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a smoker and you start running, you're going to cough. doesn't mean you're sick. It just means, you know, well, yeah. you, you really worked your lungs out. Well, 
I, my cough got worse over the course of the day to the point where in the evening and I was waking up overnight coughing like crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm sick now. So I probably weakened my lungs to the Mm -hmm. point where they were good and ready to get sick. Mm -hmm. As I've said in the podcast before, when I get sick, it usually starts in my head and my throat and then works its way down into my chest at the end. Anywho, none of that's that's super, but I want to get, so, but the whole idea is like if I'd had resistance bands, which I would like to have at least been able to do a few workouts at home. And they're great because you travel sometimes. You're in Kingston here and there. They go into your bag like nothing. They dis- yeah. You can put them into a pair of spare shoes if you have like, you know, um, like uh, stage shoes or something. You shove them in there. Like they, they take up no room. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And one of the, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if they'd be considered like uh, dangerous on a flight. Uh, probably not. Well, they're like, I oh, don't you know. throw it over a seat and strangle someone. Up. Watch but this you can podcast do that with a pair of pantyhose too. I don't know if you can bring pantyhose on a plane. I have no idea. I, I don't fly. Dude, the, the things you can't bring on a plane is, is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Onesies, right in weapons you wouldn't have thought of <laughs> at an airport. What we want to make sure with? that you can't go on a plane with anything but a Speedo at some point. Yeah. Oh, you can do some damage. <laughs> you got fake tits. I don't know. I could see a woman cutting those out of herself later. The, making the a under, bomb. Taking the underwire out. And there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. I don't, you probably can't bring some types of bras on if you go through the metal detector and they're like, yeah. I as far a- as I know, it's only blades and then like certain qu- uh, quantities of uh, liquid. No, you can't, you can't bring nail clippers. You can't yeah. bring like there's so many things you can't bring on a fucking yeah. plane. And in the end, at least in the States, it seems like it's ultimately up to the, what are they called? The dudes at the gate. The, the gate attendants? Yeah, but there's like they're the T. Talking about the TSA? TSA. Travel Safety Authority? Yeah, it's all in the end up to them because um, that Leatherman, I have a little Leatherman tool, which when folded open, usually it's a pair of uh, pliers. Yeah. Mine is a pair of scissors. But there's another one that looks just like it where it's a pair of pliers and there's no blade on it whatsoever. Right. Mine has a tiny little shitty blade. But it can be a weapon. But this one, but the, the other one has pliers and instead of a blade, it's something else. There's no blade on it and it's supposed to be TSA approved. So people, of course, like to, you know, test that theory. And some people have said, if you go to this airport, you'll lose. If you go to that airport, they'll let you through. So it's ultimately, it seems like up to them. They have the ultimate authority. in it. It's not like you can protest. What are you going to do? No, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah you're you're, you're kind of, yeah. It's, There's uh, no going back once you reach them. If there is, then you basically wasted your flight. Well, you can you can throw it away. Or sometimes yes. they have lockers at it. So it's like, yeah, if you want to come back and get oh, it, okay. fine, but you're not taking it on the plane. Yes, yes, okay. If you are coming back, then yeah, you can do that. But yeah, it's, if it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you never know. And you could also have it like get to the other place. Like we've crossed the border with something and on the way back, they're like, yeah, you can't bring it back in. I'm like, but we had it when we left. This is our country. We had it in this country. We left with it into mm-hmm. another country. They allowed it and you're not letting it back in. That's fucked up. Anyways, um, but not to take too long on that thing. But you're, but you're right. Yeah, if I, if I, if I can pack it, I'm lucky that my membership works for me anywhere in, yeah. in Canada for the yeah. most part. But I do go to areas. But sometimes you, you're like, I don't want to go out. <coughs> you know, well, I'll, that's I'll the do, big thing. Yeah, I'll do half my work if I can do it right here. Dude, the last week has sucked so bad because, again, with onesies, you guys listening to the last episode, everybody knows where my heart's been in the last little while. And I can't say that it's been anywhere really overly different. And I'm not going to bring it back up. But all I'm going to say is when you're laying in bed sick and all you feel is shitty, like not just physically but like overall you're like okay want to get on with my life want to do something positive for myself when you can't breathe because you're coughing and this and that like let me tell you like we have an elliptical in the basement and there's been a few times where i couldn't get to the gym but i still went and i banged out 30 minutes on the elliptical and sweat and got my heart rate up and you know closed that exercise ring 
I'm like with my lungs as bad as they were, I'm like, I want to get better. I'm not going to go burn them out on the fucking elliptical. So doing, I did some squats and I would use, I do have the bands that you referred to, the ones with the The handles handles on them. So it's like a big rubber band with handles. Those could also work for squats. Well, I used, yeah, there's different things you can do with them. You can stand in the middle and like do curls with them and stuff. But I'd like to get some of these resistance bands because I've seen the, the, the bands with the squats. So you do like effectively kind of like a goblet squat. But you're using the resistance from the band. Is that the term? Goblet squat? Goblet squat's where you hold a barbell. Okay. So you're adding weight, basically, to your squat. So instead of just squatting, you're holding weight and you're you're adding more to it so that you have to push. Basically, just makes it hard. You're lifting more weight than just yourself. Exactly. And they're fairly inexpensive. I mean, the bands? Yeah, if you look at them, you could be like, that's a lot of money for a band. But when you compare it to the alternative, they can be fairly inexpensive. We have, and the thing is, we have room at home to do some of these things. Mm -hmm. We just don't have all of the tools. Like, we have very, like, I mean, very limited weight sets. Like, you know, the ones where you could buy where it's a bar and you can put like, you can go anywhere from five pounds to like 25 pounds, but that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need, or maybe it's 40 or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows math, right? Nobody knows math, but Mm -hmm. I think it goes up to 30. But my, my point is, is that like with the resistance bands, you can increase the workout and there's more things that you can do. Yeah. I can work more parts of the body. Well, the good thing that they always bring up too, is that you cannot rely on momentum. A lot of people will Art will throw their, like if they're trying to do a curl, they'll throw their back into it, um, creating, creating momentum and the momentum will help bring the bar up. But you can do that all you want with resistance bands. It's the momentum will not help you. Yeah. You're literally pulling against it at all. Yeah. Times, pulling, so. Yeah, exactly. Now there's the argument that at the bottom of your exercise, there's less resistance as the top fixes for that are you grab a little bit lower so that when you're at your at your bottom yeah you have you still have a little bit of resistance it's easier but then when you get to the top peak part it's hard whereas with curling with uh not curling but doing curls with with, with bells like barbells and things like that once you reach a certain part like up closer to your chest you tend to lose that resistance and you can actually hold it there whereas with the resistance bands it's pulling your hands back at the moment my hands are under my chin as if i were at the peak of a chin up yeah for those that can't actually see what I'm doing. Yeah. At that point with, with dumbbells, you can kind of, you're kind of just, the, the gravity's pulling straight down. So you're just holding on to, like you're just kind of supporting the weight as opposed to pushing on your muscles. Oh, yeah, the bands. Do you realize how fucking awesome, I mean, you guys can't see this and you never will, but I'm still going to give Chris credit. Do you realize how wicked just this is? For I was thinking, well, someday maybe I'll get to the point where the podcast is video. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like for for the way this is set up, you could mount one camera right there because of the way the, the bulkhead comes yeah. out. You mount one right there for this person, mount the other one right there. You get your fucking two camera shot nice yeah. and easy. It's, it's not really overly obnoxious for yeah. the rest of the time. You're like, yeah, I record a podcast, my fucking thing. And anyways, whatever. I, I wish I had that that level of setup. So you can do like a yeah. Joe Rogan video podcast. It doesn't have to be. Well, listen, Joe Rogan's not the first one to do that. I, he gets way too much credit for podcasting. He does. Um, I, 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 I got nothing against this podcast. I don't just, listen to them, so but, they could be fantastic. But it's, no, it's, they're fine. We were talking about Rick and Morty. How I say you should watch it, but the hype might ruin it for you. Yes, the hype of his podcast might disappoint. I'll be honest. Like he's got better. I mean, obviously, no, no offense, because he has better guests. <laughs> but, <laughs> Fuck you too, <laughs> man. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, that's been my week. By the way, if you guys just heard all that sea lion barking. die already, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that Jason yells that die already out the house. Ah, it's fucking die. Cause I'm coughing, barking. Yeah, I thought it was dying. being original. Um, yeah. Rogan has great. Why is he so much bigger than mine? It's a plus. Oh, uh, we're referring to penises by the way. Um, <laughs> <It helps. laughs> the iPhones, he's got his recording. I got my recording. Um, 
yeah, the uh, he's got great guests and stuff, but there's also a lot of episodes that I like. I mean, he's got a wide range. His podcast is like I'm going to interview people, talk about everything. So like, he's got amazing guests on there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like sometimes they want to just talk about like he's also a big fitness guy. But um, I don't know. I, I think, find I, think that, I would relate more to Hardwick, Chris Hardwick. I, yeah, I, I like listening I, to his podcast. Would their podcast kind of be on similar pedestals? Um, in terms of, of popularity, uh, popularity and also what they might cover. It's, it's a dude has a guest. They shoot the shit. Right. Only I find that Chris Hardwick stuff stays more, uh, entertainment. So he's oh, nerdy okay. and it's all entertainment. Rogan, like, like the other day he wrote, he, uh, he Rogan, he interviewed. Yeah. That's, that's what he called it. He, that's he, that's he what Rogan's it's called people. now. Yeah. He Rogan. So Roganing right now. But I, I, here's the thing. I find that, uh, like he had a Robert Downey Jr. off. He just listening to Joe Rogan talking to Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't find that interview to be particularly good. It wasn't bad. It I, just didn't sound like anything that they were saying was really Is he an interesting bad. man? I, I never thought he would be. Uh, he sounded very cool. Like he sounded like a guy you could just shoot the shit with. Whereas I, I would probably before think he was really unapproachable because of his level of success. Mm-hmm. But he just seemed like just a really cool dude. And they were just chatting. And they talked about something. But nothing really super interesting. But then I heard another one where he talked to a guy like named Nav. And I can't remember his last name because it was letters and vowels to, the, to infinity. But... Super interesting. The guy was talking about like, you know, uh, enlightenment and, and mindfulness and, and conflict and just all like, like everything the guy talked about was, was amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I've ever listened to. But Rogan's big on, uh, you know, fitness and Rogan also is, is like a owner of, you know, he owns shares in like supplement companies and stuff okay. like that. And I just find that like, and I'm not shitting on the guy. I just know that, like, uh, when I watched Game Changers, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogan did a podcast where he just had uh, people on that were, like, shitting on Game Changers. Here's the problem. Because Game Changers, that's about uh, vegetarian uh, diet. Right? I did watch yeah. it, too. The problem that I've seen, and I'm not an expert on anything, right. is that when it comes to food science, there's nothing that is for sure. Right. Everything Because everything can always be debunked. Everything can always be uh, switched to a different point of view. Right. Because back in the day... We had the food pyramid, right? Uh, and which this, was also lobbied for. In, in it, it was like wasn't it brought real. to you by the dairy farmers? Yeah, yeah. which means because they had a vested interest in yeah. that information. In your diet, dairy is not necessary. Correct. You do not need it to survive, but they made you feel like you did. Yeah. Sugar, or sorry, not sugar. Grains. Fat made you fat. Right. No. Your body, you, needs, your body fat. needs fat. Fat has calories. So if you only eat fat, yeah, you're gonna get fat. But if you only eat vegetables and you eat a lot of them, you're going to get fat. You overeat, you're going to get fat. Do you, you have any idea how many vegetables you'd have to eat? To a lot. Out? You'd probably want to We'd be talking but about avocados. Your stomach, avocados your stomach would stuff, get yeah. used to it and shit like that. Eventually, you'd be able to really mow down on them. Yeah. But no matter, no matter what. And I don't know if this part's true. I heard that the sugar conglomerates were the ones that first introduced the idea that fat makes you fat. There's no fat in sugar. So therefore, right. sugar doesn't sugar make you turns fat. into fat because it's all calories. It's right. all it is. Well, what was, that might not be true. Now, I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard the entire episode that Rogan did with the, the against the game changers. But it's funny because I have I have friends uh, who were like like I was talking about that documentary, and they hadn't watched the documentary, mm-hmm. but they had listened to Rogan. I, I honestly find that Rogan's disciples, like if you listen to if you're one of the people that listen to Joe Rogan's thing every week. Well, whatever he says is correct because all of his guests are the smartest people. Something the world. about human but, mentality makes you want to do that. You want it, you you need to pick a side and you need to fight for a tooth right. and nail. PlayStation, Xbox. You like Xbox? You're a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, I have both. They're both fantastic. Yeah. So what was funny to me was that like some people were like, you know, uh, I listened to a doctor that was on uh, Joe Rogan. And he said that 
that, uh, like he said something, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, but did but you watch the documentary? It had doctors that, on it. Yeah. That they had doctors on it. And the point that this Joe Rogan doctor was making wasn't, it was like a side cart thing. It, yeah. it, it wasn't the point that they were making the documentary. So the guy attacked something that they weren't really saying anything yeah. about. Like, for example, in the, in the Game Changers, you watched it. They talked about how, uh, the gladiators were predominantly vegetarian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that they only ate, like, you know, the grains and, and let's be real. The gladiators that were the superstars. The, right. A lot of people they were fighting probably had a shittier diet, but that's not the point. Yeah. And, and the thing was the point, this was my understanding from the point of the Joe Rogan thing was this guy was like, uh, the gladiators didn't choose their meals. It's not like they were choosing to eat uh, vegetables and things like that. They only they could only have them because they were the poorest of the poor. So they didn't get to choose what they ate. And it's like, okay, but this is not about how the smartest and best people choose to eat vegetables. This is that eating those things was just as, you mm-hmm. know, it's still, you were still strong and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, sure. They were poor and they didn't get to choose the food they ate. So they ate whatever they could get. Sure. Still not the fucking point. Like, yeah. so it was kind of like these people are going at lengths to make make arguments against this documentary. And I was going like, okay, but can you argue against the points the documentary was making, I or think- are you just trying like like because the, the the whole idea at the end of the day is everybody has a vested interest. So yeah. if you own a supplement company that you know says, hey, take this with milk, or take this with whatever. Or it's yeah, because the whole idea is right. If you own a, a company, it's it's a whey protein. But you, this documentary comes that says yeah. don't touch anything with dairy in it. Another thing too, maybe not their point of view, but some people that might caution you against uh, documentaries like that. Like, and I, th- this is the way I think too. Uh, that game changers was very one sided, as mm-hmm. most arguments are. Everything most you documentaries read, are pick a side. See any of that shit? Take with a grain of salt. Believe none of what you hear, only half find of what it, you see. Find it interesting. Do your own fact checking. Yeah. Now, when it comes to that kind of diet, like when it comes to that kind of documentary, I see no harm in people jumping on that bandwagon. The only harm is they say that you could become like vitamin B12 deficient. Take vitamins. Yeah. Take that's, the, that's the, only, the only thing that's not in the soil That's anymore. the only biggest deficiency I saw. <coughs> also, you want to then research because they tell you if you stop eating like animals and stuff like this, uh, your health will become better. But they didn't go into what types of vegetables you need to eat to have a complete uh, of course. focused diet. Like you need no. certain legumes and vegetables right. and all I think they made a lot of really interesting, just yeah. like for me, it was like interesting points and arguments. Yeah. I didn't take this as like, this is gospel. And yeah. I think that people- it's, Think about it. Is it for you? If so, do it. If not, then eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think that they were like, is this for you? This Like, I, I think that- they were saying, here, here's a lot of people who only eat vegetables and eat, and, and, and look what they've accomplished. And look what they've accomplished. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it was fascinating to see little scientific things and theories. I only called them theories. It wasn't like this is scientific fact. Anyone who's going to take, like, I'll give you an example. I'm going to go back to this in a second. I'm going to actually write the note down um, just so I don't forget to go back to this thing. But there's a, there was a book that came out a while back that I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Plant Paradox. Okay. And... Uh, the book is about like things in uh, vegetables, natural things that occur in vegetables that are poison to humans. And it, I believe, I believe it was called lectin, L-E-C-T-I-N, I believe. And it was talking about how like uh, tomatoes create lectin so that like if a beetle bites into its skin, it, you know, gets the lectin and it, and it dies. It's like a poison that plants have to protect themselves and humans can ingest them. 
But the more lectin we eat, the more it kills our gut flora and things like that. And this book was all about, um, did you type in the word? Yeah. Wait so uh, in this quick blurb from uh, hsph.harvard.edu, lectins are defined as proteins that bind to carbohydrates. The same features that lectins use to defend plants in nature may cause problems during human digestion. There you go. May cause. May cause. Usually if you only eat. Now, this but at least I got some, the word right. So yeah. le- lectin is his, big, is his big theory, this doctor. Now, here's the thing. I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So here's here's the thing. This book called The Plant Paradox where it's like – it's the same reason that people say like soak your beans for a day before you, you know, you use them. Or buy canned because they've already done Right, it. or buy canned. Yeah. But but the whole idea is if you buy like, you know, dried beans, it's yeah. like soak them. Well, the whole – that's – lectin is what they're trying to get out of the bean. So this book is all about these products that have lectin in them and – why you should, uh, you know, uh, not eat things with lectin or limit it or skin them or, yeah. and cashews have lectin and all these things. So that's the whole book is, is, is this. And then at the end of the, the thing, he's like, oh, by the way, I have supplements that you can buy to help. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. To help your gut flora regenerate. Cause it was basically saying like Splenda is something where you've got like a teaspoon of Splenda and it's like a forest fire to the good flora in your head and your, in your gut. Yeah. And he also talks about how, um, where cravings, he goes like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just having these cravings. He's like, well, if you have good gut flora, that gut flora is what sends messages to your brain. Like, Hey, give us fruits and vegetables that, and they're, and they're, he was basically saying that these gut flora are what are responsible for cravings. They're literally mm-hmm. saying, give us this. But when you put the bad shit and have the bad flora in your stomach, it sends messages like, give me sugar, give me salt, give me fast food. Like Basically, that was what he was saying. Well, if your and body's, you might have thrown in salt as uh, just a quick example off the top of your head, but your body does crave salt. Yeah, well, your body craves all sorts of things. So, yeah, yeah. But, but garbage, like sugar, give me this. Yeah. The, but, but that was his point. Now, this is a guy who is like a, a very accomplished cardiologist. Mm-hmm. So I saw the thing. I went out and I bought the book and I started reading it. And then I was like, well, hold on a second. Before I, because I'm the kind of person like, oh, you start making good points and something new. Hey, he's a really accomplished cardiologist, blah, blah, blah. Well, I started Googling, you know, is the plant paradox like the, and like so many different websites and medical doctors and things like that were saying that this guy is a cardiologist, a heart surgeon, excuse me. What the fuck does he know about nutrition and gut flora? Now, and in all his defense, things? everybody's allowed their hobbies. Of course. But to, but to present yourself as an expert is what you're getting at. And that was the whole thing. He's got this revolutionary thing. And then he's not only selling a book, but he's selling you the cure and the, the, the supplement you need to buy to, to solve all your problems. Yeah. So my, my point, my very long roundabout way of bringing this guy up is that it doesn't matter what your credentials are. Um, you're not an expert just because you're a doctor. Yeah. And because you're a doctor of one thing doesn't mean that you're automatically a doctor of another. And there were several doctors in the Game Changers documentary that I'm sure just as accomplished as the ones that Joe Rogan decided to find that, that are avidly against it, that were arguing points that weren't even made in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I, I mean, this is a really long way of saying I don't really listen to the Joe Rogan experience because yes, you can have experts, quote unquote, but at the end of the day, you know, People have vested interests in things. I'm not saying the game changers was right and everything it said. Yeah. Like I said, the points, the points that I found the most interesting that I wrote down to come back to is the fact that they showed carnivore teeth versus omnivore and herbivore yeah. teeth and showing how human beings have 
pretty arguably herbivore teeth, not yeah. carnivore teeth. The fact that they said that carnivores have shorter intestinal tracts and we have very long intestinal tracts yeah. like other herbivores. Well, carnivores have uh, their rear molars are designed to shred meat, whereas ours are designed to, to grind, grind and paste like mortar yeah. and pestles. And then finally, another point that they made was the whole uh, – Carnivores tendency in monochrome, so black and white. Mm -hmm. You know, they detect movement more than anything else. I whereas, found that interesting. Yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. Not necessarily a true point, but sorry. No, but that's interesting. I didn't interesting. You finish the point. No, no, but you're absolutely, you're yeah, absolutely right. The people know it, what you're talking about. Uh, the point was that, like, uh, we see in color, and again, color helps us distinguish things like ripe fruit on trees and berries, and finding and foraging as opposed to hunting and tracking and yeah. things like that. So it was not that. You know, what they're saying is absolutely right. And this is absolute proof that we should be vegetarian. It was interesting evidence to a, to a, you know, human beings may be more designed for plants. So to argue for the opposite side, just mm -hmm. so that this seems balanced. Absolutely. Uh, one of the big points about Game Changers was that uh, from a um, athletic standpoint, you might benefit from a, or they're, they're, pr they're pretty much saying that everyone would benefit from a. More balanced I, and plant-based. Just a plant-based meaning, not even not even dairy, right. nothing animal-based. Yeah. However, the majority of super successful athletes are eating an omnivore diet. Right. So, so yes, eating meat will not. It's not going to hurt necessarily. What they were saying is, is the the stigma was that in order to be big and strong, you got to eat meat. How about we? And I think they were arguing that not necessarily. Yeah. And I think I think that's fair. I think that. Uh, what was the, the little blurb I read about it was saying that like, yeah, some of the, the, some of the people in the industry have been plant-based. Some mm -hmm. of the, some of the very successful people in the industry have been entirely on plant-based diets. Yeah. I think one of the other counter arguments, and this is a short one, but one of the other counter arguments that they were saying was like, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the documentary and they're talking about him being Mr. Olympia and whatever. And he did all that when he was still eating meat. It's like. Again, like, yeah, he's not arguing that. Yeah. He's not saying he was playing. Like, what, what they're how trying, far yeah. of a stretch are they trying to go to try what they're to doing is they're showing, this? they're showing someone who was at peak performance at one point, right. saying that I can see the other side. Like, I, I ate like this, now I'm eating like this, and, and I, I feel, feel better. better this way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's somebody who's going, I'm not somebody who's always been vegetarian yeah. saying you should totally be vegetarian. And I have nothing against people eating meat. I don't, if you yeah, want to eat either. an animal, fine. Uh, most of my um, in-laws... Hunters, I'm fine with that. You, yeah. you know, I'm not going to get into because a lot of people get upset yeah, by that. Yeah, you do you. Just keep in mind, listeners, that a deer lives a far better life than a farmed cow does when it comes to meat. Absolutely, and I'll I, end that. I'll end that. Part no, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to yeah. change anybody's vision. This is not the point of this. I was just somebody who kind of wanted to be vegetarian for ethical reasons, and then to see yeah. something like this going, hey, by the way, you're not. I think that people, when they see someone going vegetarian or vegan. I think they look at it as a sacrifice. Like you're mm -hmm. actually going to put your body through more harm for this ethical reason or whatever. Yeah. And I think what they were trying to say is like, no, quite the contrary. You actually yeah. might end up helping yourself well, by getting rid of some of this shit. My family went mostly vegetarian because be, uh, that game changers is what kind of gave us the idea. It's like the push that pushed us towards it. Cause at first we were just doing like meatless Mondays and things like that. Right. Um, but our, our large reason was the environmental impact. Was was our thinking? If you don't believe in that, cool. That's you. Those are your thoughts. Yeah. I choose to believe that. Yes, those types of agricultural things have an environmental impact. Um, <coughs> Mine are more ethical, but there's lots of reasons: yes. health, ethics, environmental costs. Sometimes, yeah, costs. Yeah. But what, so one thing that, I, that I've noticed uh, since I've been because I'm I've been making most of the meals and I've been. 
A lot of people think you go vegetarian, you're going to eat nothing but salads. And yes, that would drive anybody insane. Right. Eating nothing but salad. I hate salad. But there's so much more. Like uh, one of the one of the dishes that we make is a um, it's called taco. uh, No, it's tortilla soup. So all it really is, is um, vegetable broth. Uh, salsa, just canned salsa. Like, there's a more um, natural way of making it if you want to like make everything else, everything yourself. Yeah, chop all the veggies yeah. yourself. But. Or you can go and buy a can of salsa or a jar of salsa, yeah. um, some vegetable broth, a can of beans, okay. black beans, uh, some corn. You mix it all together. And then when you're ready to eat it, you can crush eat, tortillas. Yeah, cr- and it's freaking delicious. Yep, I've had tortillas. Uh, so another thing that I've... You can do it with chicken too instead. But, and that's, but you're doing vegetarian. Yes. You're yeah. doing vegetarian. But my, the point I'm getting at is even if you are a meat eater, there are so many ways to make awesome vegetables to go along with it. A lot of the recipes I make, you can throw a handful of well, – handful, I don't know how you'd say it. Like you can throw chicken in there right. and make it a freaking delicious meal. Like uh, there's one that's chili. It's vegetarian chili. I, I don't know why you call it vegetarian chili. It's chili. Why does meat make chili? chili? Yeah, you said that too the other day. Yeah. yeah. But it's delicious. But if you want to put ground beef in it, have at it. Yep. I've had I've – had, I used to buy vegetarian – I think it was stag yeah. vegetarian chili and it was great. Yeah. It was great. No meat in it. But that's the thing with chili. It's like all the spices and the beans. Mm-hmm. And the thing is there's a shitload of protein in beans. So that tortilla soup and you got your beans in there, like that is your protein. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of people don't look at it that way. Like, oh, protein is meat. I'm going to fact check myself before. Well, I'm going to say it first and I'm going to fact check myself. So I might backpedal on this. But I've heard that <laughs> gram for gram, there's more protein in broccoli than there is in beef. Interesting. Yeah, check that. I thought you were going to say beans. Um, so, yeah, the the whole thing was – was, you know, I'm, I'm going vegetarian. Uh, this was a, an extra sort of push in that direction. Um, yeah, <laughs> this all came from me saying uh, that you have a really cool setup for a video podcast here. So someday we'll be able to have your, your pull-up bands. We'll be able to see the, <laughs> the action that you were doing at the time. Um, so yeah, I'm going to work on the resistance bands. I'm going to get some of those. Um, so I'm getting, so I'm getting conflicted uh, answers. Just reading like the headlines, right? Broccoli has more protein than steak. The next ones, sorry, vegans, broccoli doesn't have more protein than, than steak. So of course it's, uh, I, I'm not going to spend my time going through and finding right. And it could be like ounce per ounce versus, yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. you know, all in all, there is protein in it. Like you still do get protein. Well, all protein. Well, that's another, I, that's, that's what I think one of the big things that, uh, that that was the tagline I was looking for in Game Changers is they say that for Game Changers is is saying that all protein comes from plants, animals are just the middlemen. Yes. Like I love that line that the strong man used in the in the movie, which is one guy said, How do you get as strong as an ox without eating meat? And he goes, Well, when was the last time you saw an ox eating meat? Yeah. So great point. Very yeah. great point. Yeah. So now you you can argue that their bodies digest differently and all that stuff, but right, we're not eating grass. I think this day, grass. We're not eating this motherfucker grass. lifts. Yeah, God knows how many hundreds of what pounds. He, he set like the world record for I forget what they called it, but you put a steel harness on your shoulders and then cover it with weights, and then you have to walk a certain distance. Yeah, and just straight up lifting like, yeah. right? like the guy's one it's of the like strongest. It's like a deadlift, but then you also have to walk with it. Yeah, he's one of the strongest human beings on the planet, you're and he doesn't eat meat. Yeah, you're risking so, crushing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the whole idea is that like you, you can be incredibly strong, you can build muscle. At the very you know? least, it's something to look into if you are on the fence. The whole, yeah, the whole idea is that just like. What I say is, 
gather as much information as you can. I use the game changers as an example, but what I'm saying is that this well, it's is, also accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. If you want, most people have Netflix. You can't say read this book because I got to go buy a book. You already have Netflix. Why not yeah. just watch the well, documentary? There's so much information on, on the web that books used to be the only way to get information. Yeah. Like now you can download books and yeah. listen to them, mm-hmm. you know, ear read them as I call it. But uh, the point that I was making with the Joe Rogan thing is that he gets guests on that tend to think a certain way about something. So as much as Joe Rogan gets amazing guests and they're interesting, you got to understand that 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 just like, like any documentary you watch has a, has a point of view. Yeah. And for the most part, they, they go with that point of view. They're not like, Hey, let's show you the other side of the coin. Some do briefly, but most experts on a field won't do that. They won't. I'm an expert in this, but I'm not going to try and, you know, vouch for the other side. What you need to find is... They'll say, you know what? A lot of people think this. The, the yeah. opposition thinks this, but that's ridiculous. And then they go on. So the whole idea with the documentary too, is like you're not going to constantly, you know, you pick your point of view and then you emphasize that. So I'm a big one on every now and again to a documentary. They go like, now the other side of the coin is this. And they try to give you a little something so they seem more like they're doing both. But at the end of the day... Everybody you, has an agenda. Yeah. Go into something and go, okay, what's their point of view? And understand that they're going to try to support that. But take the information that's there. Um, now, this was funny. I saw this. I, this was like a meme earlier today. I actually saw this while I was waiting for the car to get fixed. Was it said uh, people used to think in the past that uh, stupidity was based on a lack of access to information. Guess they were wrong. <laughs> not the case anymore. Information yeah. is everywhere. People are still absolutely fucking stupid. Stupidity is just. Yeah. No. Not, just, is, is the unwillingness to want to change. Yeah. Or even just. Like the idea, so like I said, the, like some of my listeners are, are Joe Rogan listeners, and and that's the thing. Oh, if, if it's on the Joe I Rogan mean, podcast, God bless Joe. hey man, listen, I, I'd rather people be out there listening to someone smart rather than going, oh, I listen. The only to Joe reason Rogan you keep, I like you keep shitting on him is because he that one episode was countering that. It's, you have nothing against it's, Joe Rogan or his podcast. No, and I say listen to it. And if if somebody, anytime somebody wants to make a counterargument, what I'm suggesting is the people who listen to Joe Rogan's thing, they just assume whatever guests he has, like, well, Joe Rogan only has the best on him, like. I'm sure he has a lot of insanely good guests on, and I've, I've seen them. He's had he's had presidents and ex presidents yeah. and whatever it is. So I get it, but at the same time, uh, just because somebody's an expert in a field doesn't mean that they know everything. It doesn't mean that the the, the position they've chosen is necessarily the right. And also, me having watched Game Changers, I would probably benefit from listening to that podcast yeah. to get that other that other side. Of the absolutely, story. absolutely. But I've had people argue with me about Game Changers. I'm like, listen, I heard I heard about fifty to to seventy five percent of that that part yeah. of the Rogan podcast. And when I was listening, going, you're arguing about something that they didn't say, yeah. you know? Well, they didn't get to choose what meals the gladiators ate. Yeah, but that wasn't the point. The point was they were eating only plants and yeah. they were strong. Whether they that liked was it or the not, point. Whether they liked they it or not, it made them strong. Yeah. Or they were able now, to get strong. How did they it. figure out what their diet was? I don't know. That and, and, probably historically, well, they, they, no, knew, right, they, were, it wasn't they knew they were slaves. It was, with the, what I, if I remember correctly, I think they did... Um, uh, Break the down. bone, they cut yeah, the slice of the bones, bones and then through, the um, they put it through the CSI machines and it tells yeah. you the density and the spikes based yeah. on what, what the things, the things the moved. Flame. There was a flame where you yeah, put and the it moved and then the, the lights flashed. And yeah. usually when that happens, it means that you've, eaten oh man, vegetables. so many experts <laughs> and science went into those fucking things. So yeah. whatever, long story short is so far, so far we've recapped that I got sick and I couldn't go to the gym, but I was trying to work out at home. I got sick. I probably pushed on the sick by being there. Um, real quick, uh, I'll just tell you guys this. Well, well, we can maybe chat about it. To so my international listeners who maybe don't have healthcare, um, I was actually going to go for dinner with my mom. So this was like the day after I was coughing. So I was kind of like, 
I think I might be getting anxious. It was just a cough. It was a really annoying cough, but I, but it was a cough nonetheless. <coughs> I made plans to go with my mom for dinner at the casino. We, uh, we went a few times and it was good. Um, and uh, when she was dropping my brother off and, and on her way to come meet up with me, my, my brother said that my mom was having like chest pains and some pains in her arms and a little bit of pain in her jaw, like all day. Like I spoke to her that morning. She said, I'm just, I feel really wiped. I feel really tired. And then over the course of the day, she said she was having some pain. So I said, yeah, fuck dinner. We're going to emerge to make sure that you're not you yeah. know, having a heart. She said, well, why don't we go eat first and just in case, and that way we don't have to wait around all night. I'm like, you have a fucking heart attack at the casino. Like, yeah, I'm sure old people have a heart attack there all the time. But, and I believe I've shared this before. I called my buddy Peter, mm-hmm. paramedic, who's been going to the gym with me and stuff. And he said, well, yeah, if you're describing those things, you should probably get her in, you know? Yeah. Because he's told me in the past that unlike television, TV makes it look like if you have a heart attack, they just run over with the defibrillator and they zap you, which I'm sure they have plenty of at the casino. Mm-hmm. However, Peter explained to me that for starters, uh, if someone's flatlining, that machine doesn't do anything. Uh, that that does not get a heart rate back. Mm-hmm. What, what? Are you def- sure? Because I've seen it many times on TV. Well, that's exactly it, right? Yeah. So so everyone would think, oh my God, they're flatlining. Does anyone have a defibrillator? Because you're like, I've seen it on TV, right? That's what you do? Yeah. Well, Peter informed me, who's a paramedic, an actual the paramedic. closer expert than anything on television, let's put it that way, uh, had said to me that, you know, um, he goes, I've uh, the, the defibrillator corrects an erratic heart rate, mm-hmm. heart rate. So if you have a heartbeat that's not working the right way, kind of zap it, put it back on track. It's kind of like if a person's going all like they're they're stuttering. You slap them in the face. Yeah, you slap them in the face. <laughs> slap them oh, in the face. Thanks. I oh, that. thanks. Get a hold of yourself, woman. Yeah. You know, kind of they're like back in the fifties, the medical treatments have come a long way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the idea is written. And I said, well, then how do you get a heart rate back if it's gone? And he goes, drugs like adrenaline and shit like that. Like that's what you use to kind of restart a heart. Drugs. What about what about um, your standard CPR, like uh, chest pumps? I guess maybe maybe drugs and then pumping the chest to try to get it started again. I don't know. My understanding of that from the um, ten years ago when I took CPR was that the pumps, what they're doing, they're not trying to restart the heart. What they're doing is they are trying to move. The they're, well, yeah, they're they're trying to you're, you're trying to manually pump the blood through the heart to the body. That's okay. what, you're just trying to keep the blood flow going. You're not actually trying to kickstart the heart by doing. Uh, is there a term for it? Like the chest ooh. compressions? Yeah, chest compressions. Yeah. Yeah. And also, fun fact, this is probably not new to anybody, but it was to me at the time. The uh, breaths, like, you know, the, you know, you breathe through the mouth. Yeah. That's far less important. You do like three of those and then like 30 seconds <coughs> pumps. And then well, because I think it's that like you get the, the air into the lungs and then pumping yeah. it. Will like, I guess there's a, there's an amount of uh, oxygen that remains in the blood for a while. So as long as you keep that circling as long as possible, then you blow into their lungs to get more air back in there. And then you keep it circling as long as possible. See, I never took CPR and it's something I, I, I really, no, I want to, I want to put that in to my list here. Yeah. Cause I, I would hate to be somewhere and, you know, somebody I care about is dying and needs CPR. And I, the only reason I can't save their life is because I didn't take like an afternoon course or something. Yeah. A few afternoon no, 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 it's not, but I still want to do that. I still, that's something I got to put that on my list. It's probably, a, it's probably a weekend thing if you're doing strictly that, like it probably like two, eight hour chunks or something. But like even that. still, I'd, I'd, I'd love to learn it and know why. Cause there's nothing worse than like, Oh my God, they're choking. Does anyone know how to do it? And I'm like, I don't, I mean, again, I, I know a TV, but it's like, yeah, no, that shit's real. That's like a, mm-hmm. a quick mock version. You'd be surprised if a lot of what you've been taught on TV is fairly close to what you do. Well, we went to the, I, I took my mom to the hospital because mm-hmm. I'm like, because Pete's like, like I said, he said, you know, and he was telling me too, like, and I've said this before in the podcast, but just to briefly summarize is a lot of times once you flatline or arrest, once you go into cardiac arrest, he goes, odds are you're done at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's telling me that, you know, and he's trained, he's got, he's not at the, there's like three levels of paramedics and he's in the middle level. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, like he's, he's got a lot of training and he's like, yeah. And in the years that he's worked, he's like, there's a handful of times where he's like, I got vitals back. And that's not to say that, uh, he saved their life. Mm-hmm. That's to say that he got a heart rate back or something like that. And he's even told me about ones where he got the back and they, they died in the hospital later. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't know. Pete listens to the podcast. Pete, I really wish you would come on and all in all, he did the best he could. And then, Hannah oh, fuck yeah. And, and, and they're not even allowed to stop until a doctor calls it. Like, even yeah. if you don't think it's working or anything's working, you keep going and you keep following direction in terms of like what the doctor's telling you to do until the doctor says, okay, call it. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they try and they, and, and, you know, like they said, when you get it back, you feel like you may have saved the life, mm-hmm. but you don't know, like your job as a paramedic is just keep working on them until you can get them to the hospital. And that once, once you pass them off, it's, it's not in your hands anymore, but you're trying to do the best you can yeah. to save a life. Everyone's in suspense though. They're in suspense. Oh yeah. I've asked him. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're talking about your mom. Oh yeah. I'm talking about heart attacks. Oh yeah. My mom died. No, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, uh, no, I, my, my mom's fine. But uh, the, <laughs> thing, story short, she's well, fine. the thing was we went to the hospital to emerge, and in Canada, especially in Ottawa, uh, free health care. So anybody's, you know, got a, got a, got, you know, a cough or hurt feelings or <laughs> fucking, you know, yeah, it's whatever, whatever they want to come in for. A lot of people are wasting the healthcare system with yeah. bullshit. My mom's not one to do this. She it was my brother and I that kind of like forced her to go. So uh, took her in. Checked her in a triage. Um, I live like two blocks away from the hospital. So yeah. I just parked the car at my house and walked back. But she got in. She got like an EKG right away and they did a blood thing. Pete mm-hmm. was to, I asked, told Pete and he was telling me what it was. But like they do that something to check your blood for something that kind of says that you may have been close to, mm-hmm. you know, cardiac arrest or heart attack, something like that. Uh, but they checked all that stuff like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they said they, they're just going to check you into the, uh, I don't remember what it's called, like emergency monitoring they might want to keep you overnight to make sure you're okay whatever but long story short was they bring her to the back and they're like yeah this like after hours right we brought brother there at like six <coughs> by nine o'clock she'd finally gotten to the back and seen the doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor's like we're gonna just do one last little test here because my mom was like maybe we can get out of here and still make dinner dinner was available till 10 yeah at the casino so didn't happen uh the doctor said, we're going we're gonna to test your blood one more time because we want to test it three hours after the yeah. EKG to make sure all the levels are still low. Um, but he's like, but it looks like you just kind of maybe you're exhausted, you're stressed, you might have a little bit too much going on. And my mom's like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, wasn't shooting pains, but it was arms, chest, and jaw, yeah. the areas of, you know, angina symptoms. And basically, uh, she was there until, I, was, I stayed with her until about 10 o'clock. And they said, like, any minute now, she should be able to go. So I was like, okay, well, mom, I, and my cough was getting worse. It started at nighttime. My sickness was coming back. I go, okay, mom, I'm going to go home and grab some meds. And she's like, just wait there. You're two blocks away. I'll call you when they tell me I can go, and then you can come over and pick me up. And I go, okay, cool. Well, I was home for, like, two hours before, mm-hmm. they, before they finally let her go. So we went to go eat at, like, midnight because mm-hmm. neither one of us had fucking eaten, right? We are going yeah. for dinner, and we derailed to this aside. So... It was just long and like, fuck, what's going on? The doctor's like, all right, we'll have you out of here in 45 minutes. He said this at nine o'clock, midnight, she's gone. So just yeah. as much as healthcare is free in Canada, like you lose so much time yeah. just waiting to see a doctor. And But when it's there and you need it, it's fantastic. Well, that was exactly it, right? We didn't Because imagine how much that would cost. Oh, yeah. We, we went to the hospital and, and we left without paying a, a dime. So that was the, the little bit of a health scare. We were worried about her. And, you know, again, better safe than sorry yeah. rather than be like, yeah, let's go to dinner and you could die. 
Um, so instead, the next night, we went to the casino for dinner. So we, we just changed our dinner reservations. We had uh, – it was great, actually. They had like a surf and turf night. So I had a free voucher because it was my birthday month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, yeah, so you had buffet and then they had surf and turf as well. So you basically got a plate with a filet mignon and a lobster tail on it. Nice. And then access to the bar the, – the buffet as well. So, oh, shit. So mm. – Yeah. So it was great. So we, we basically only paid for one meal. Yeah. And we both we both ate well, yeah. uh, and then we decided to go and play some games. My mom's not a gambler; she doesn't like wasting money. Except she buys a lottery ticket through work every week. Yeah, I mean it's a few bucks, I guess. Whatever. That's fine. Is it like a fifty-fifty sort of thing, or, like or six forty-nine and they and they split the? Because what if they win? Right. You know, and after spending twenty years of five bucks a week, yeah, uh, they might all split. You know, oh, we we each get eight grand. It's like how much was that? You know, if we had just put five dollars a week yeah. into a mutual fund. How much would that be worth yeah, 20 years later? But it's later? the fun of it, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, she'll, she'll gamble in that regard. So I, I gambled a bit on, uh, on a video blackjack. We had fun. We were winning. We did well. And uh, we ended up like, uh, basically, we made enough money that night that we had our drinks for free while we were there. Nice. And we paid for the dinner that she ended up paying for. So we basically so had a night out. A night out for free. Exactly. Nice. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, cool. And I'm going to cross that off this list. Uh, I did a sampling on Saturday. Mm-hmm. For a, an alcohol product. Again, not particularly interesting. However, I was so sick. I was coughing and barking and coughing and barking. Like I had a meat and cheese platter. And I'm like, hey, guys, want to come see uh, – want to come try something? And I'd have to like take a step back, turn my face, stick it in my arm and just <coughs> – it was like – oh, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> it, was so, it was a small store and it was so fucking loud. It was so embarrassing. Cause I like, again, this is out of town, like an hour away. So I'm like, oh, I'm out of town coughing like a fucking idiot. It was just embarrassing. Again, I'm, I'm happy to be doing samplings again and doing work and shit and promo, but it was brutal. I did a, uh, uh, hung out with my friends at gray bar. We played some games. They do like a, what they call an escape hatch. Okay. So they, uh, that's the, the place that I bartend for their Christmas party every year. And I enjoy, oh, yeah. I enjoy going They're They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, Ended up learning more about their company, learning that I know a lot more about their company than I thought I, I did. But um, they were just wicked cool. We played just some some basic uh, you know board and card games. Mm-hmm. Got to hang out with them a bit. I t- I called it early because I had an early morning the next day for a gig. What's and early? I, what's early? What's what's called downtown it? for nine a.m. on a Sunday? And, it's, it's and you called it at what time? Ten o'clock. Oh, okay, that's that's. Deep. I was like, I want to go home. I want to get eight hours sleep because at this point, I'm still coughing like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm I've coughed through this podcast. But no word of a lie, no exaggeration. My coughing on Saturday was a, a cough once every one to two minutes and like a, a deep bronchial, purr, purr, like loud. So I'm like, my, my lungs, I mean, you can hear my voice still. This is, this is tomorrow will be a week mm-hmm. of this. And I'm still coughing stuff up and my voice is still affected. So, and this is a much better day than I've had in the last few. So anyways, the, the short version is... I went and hung up with them for a bit, called it early, went home, but I coughed all night, couldn't get any sleep, and I had to call in sick the next day. Uh, luckily, they were able to go on without me, which is great. Um, but yeah, and I and I had a very unproductive Sunday overall. Started to feel better in the afternoon. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I wish I'd gone in, but I knew I would have been shit if I was out in the yeah. cold, breathing in garbage. So anyways, um, quick thing on the car. I, I found out my car window didn't work, and I found that out on Friday. Did you find out what the problem was? It was just not what not what was causing the problem, but all I knew is I went to roll down my window because I was coughing shit up, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's get this out of the car. 
I went to roll down my window on driver's side. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know how well you're doing, you know, financially or in life, but newer vehicles, <laughs> when you press the automatic window down button on the driver's side, it'll lower the window entirely. Yeah. You don't have to hold it down. Yeah. So I had to press it and it didn't come down. I was like, what the hell? I pressed it again. And every time I pressed it, it would come down like a centimeter to an inch. Yeah. So I had to like tap, 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 to get the window all the way down and then spit. And, and then, then it wouldn't go And then the same thing, pull it up, 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 like little bits at a time. So I brought it in on Friday. They looked at it and they go, okay, we'll order your part. We'll call you when it's in. So they called me on Monday, mm-hmm. said it's in. I went in today and uh, they fixed it. They fixed it. No problems. No issues. They're always great to me. I keep going in with issues and uh, they keep fixing it. So, hey, we're good to go. That was, again, two days, right? One day to pop in, one day to come back and do yeah. the repair. Um I wanted to uh, tell this little thing. This is where we're, we're getting close to the end, and I actually am expecting a phone call any second now. Since I'm recording on the phone, it may come through, or maybe the phone's got a feature when, when you're recording, it doesn't. Well, my out. alarm was going off before, and it didn't. And it stopped it? It, did, it stopped the recording, it, and it didn't chime either until I actually okay. clicked on Fair. Well, um, here's we're going to get right into this, guys. Uh, on Sunday night, I believe it was, I was sitting at home. And uh, Jason, my roommate's lovely girlfriend, Noreen, uh, called me and said, hey, I just ordered Uber Eats, but instead of ordering it to my house, I ordered it to your guy's place by mistake because she'd been there earlier that day. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so, you know, there's a score McFlurry on its way. I, you know, enjoy whatever. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. I appreciate Can that. We, before you continue, talk about Uber eating a fucking McFlurry. I know. it's is, Do a lot of people do that? I, I, I don't do Uber Eats. Dude, there's so many people who will, will – I, I can't even justify it. I don't even like ordering a pizza out of the house because yeah. I'm like – you're paying five bucks for delivery, and then and then you're pretty much, if you're a decent human being, you're pretty much paying five bucks in tip. Yeah, I, I would order, I would I would have delivery if the place wasn't right nearby, but my pizza place would be yeah. across the street. Well, there's so many. There's listen, anybody who lives in a city, you're never far yeah. from a pizza place. I just want to know if that's the way people use Uber Eats and that. Do yeah, they, man, do they order so like, many people on a muffin from dude, Tim Hortons who probably dude. Have deliver, you been to McDonald's but, lately? Like I haven't been in one in a month, but you go to McDonald's. You know, in the evening, and there's a ton of people standing waiting for orders, Uber and there's a eats, ton yeah. of Uber yeah. Eats guys standing for orders. All I know, I'm like, you're buying an eight dollar meal, and you're paying twenty three dollars for it by the time you're done because you got to pay five bucks for delivery, a service fee to Uber yeah. Eats, and then tip the driver again. I think it, there's only certain foods that travel well too. Like I've done, I've done Uber Eats with friends, <laughs> uh, burritos, yeah. and by the time you get them, they're just cold. Yeah. Pizza's fine. McDonald's Pizza fries have a shelf life. Yeah. If you're not the one picking them fresh and driving right to your house. And eating them while you drive but they so grab, still hot. Yeah. They grab like four or five orders, yeah. some of them. So it's like, okay, so you, you, you can be fifth on that list. Yeah. I don't know. I To me, especially where we live, we're we're bet- right between two McDonald's. Yeah. So you, you can get one in 10 minutes. Again, that's the whole that's the whole point of my no fast food, no takeout is it's so quickly accessible to me and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way you could add $12 to my meal. And I go, oh, that's worthwhile to have it delivered. Yeah. Not a chance. So you're, you know, you're absolutely right with that. But she wanted a McFlurry, I guess, and didn't want to get off her ass. Good for her. I guess with the, the short <laughs> version. But she ordered it to my my house by mistake. Yeah. So she's like, hey, free, uh, free McFlurry for you, Josh, if you want. I was like, okay. Well, she's like, just so you know, it's coming to the door. So blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. So... What I did was, you know, she came to the house and I had been coughing all day. My throat hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make excuses, but I was like, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. It's, she's paid for it. I don't like wasting food. So I was like, okay. I started, I started, I had maybe two or three bites. Oh my God, that never feel nice and great on the throat. I've still been eating great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down as of today on the scale. I was 282, Good for you. which is the lowest I've been in probably five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that felt great. I'm basically eating like one meal a day. You know, I'm not eating until the afternoon. I haven't eaten anything yet today and we're, you know, 1.30. Yeah. So I, uh, I, yeah, I, I figured, you know what? I can have this, this little, you know, bad food. I'm just saying that it's bad food. 
it wasn't until I was like three or four bites in, and I was talking like lift it up, have a bite, go yeah. back to watching the show. It was just kind of like, like treating it like a tea. I was yeah. sipping it kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, to be continued onesies. And we're back. I think we were talking about the McFlurry thing when the phone rang. Probably. So we discussed the fact. I, I realize that I sound kind of like a dick, like I'm judging her for Ubering McFlurry. I just didn't realize, like, do what you want. I'll Uber friggin' Sour Kids if that was an option. If I was rich. I, just, I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't know if it was cost effective to do that. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, a McFlurry's like, what, three bucks? So you're paying $5 for delivery and then you're going to pay a $3 tip and then you're going to pay a $2 service fee. And what's, like, a, what's a tub of, what's like a pint or whatever you call it, like of, uh, of Ben and Jerry's? Six, seven dollars, eight dollars, like max. If it's like Hagen Dazs, so you're are not on sale. You're talking about the same price point. You get more of the Ben and Jerry's, and it's a higher quality. But who the fuck always has Ben and Jerry's in the freezer? You want ice cream? You want it now? Well, exactly, yeah. and that's and that's what I was talking about with with my uh, not like not getting drive through no fast food. Mm-hmm. When people are like, well, you know, McDonald's is fast food, and so is Five Guys. Again, like I said, Five Guys is fifteen dollars. So I'm not going to spend more money on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not going to that, drive 25 minutes, wait 15 minutes for my meal. Yeah. You know, but calling five guys fast food, that's like saying, it is fast food. Well, Walking get a burger and fries. Like it's not healthy. It's not super fast. But that's the thing. I have more people who are focused on what uh, the quality of the food mm-hmm. and not the convenience. Like I said, my big thing is if I'm going vegetarian, I have to cook more meals at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm like, well, I'll just go get an egg McMuffin. That's vegetarian. But it's money. It's not as good for you. So if you're still used to all your meals being fast, convenient, just go out and get them in two yeah. seconds, then being a vegetarian will probably fail because you're going to be used to getting the shitty food. And yeah. then eventually it's just, oh, I'll get a burger because they don't sell the breakfast one right now. And you know what I mean? Well, I don't have all this. So the idea is to get me doing more things at home by eliminating the conveniences. It's just how it fucking goes. Yeah. So um, having said that, um, after like – this McFlurry arrives. I had two, three bites of it, you know, and then I realized, oh shit, this is McDonald's and McDonald's is not allowed on my thing. It's, it's one of the places that has a drive through. It's considered fast food. So now had I realized that prior to taking a bite, I would have thrown it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was enjoyable. It's not great food. Again, like I said, I was doing a really good job of not eating bad food, eating kind of like intermittently one meal. I think that's when the phone rang actually, like one meal and be a full meal, but I have one meal a day and that was it and usually in the early evening. So I just went, fuck. Well, did that really, did that fuck up my whole thing? Did I, did I betray my, my goals and everything like that? And I'm going to say, cause nobody wants to be like, yes. Right. So did it break the rule? Technically, it was McDonald's. It was, I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to eat anything from these places. However, I didn't go to there. I didn't seek it out. I didn't act. And I, like I said, at no point when I put it in my mouth did I actively know I was breaking my rule. However, I did, once I realized it, I did have some more of it. I didn't finish it, but I did have some more. Mm-hmm. So I guess at that point, technically, it's like, well, you know, but I'm like, but it also was fueled by, well, you've already had three bites. So if you go, oh, it's not, I can't eat this, you, you still ate some. Yeah. So you've already broken the rule. Yeah. It's not like, wow, I was going to use the worst fucking metaphor there. I was going to be like, I mean, if you're already raping somebody. Okay. If you get a, <laughs> okay. Right? I am in no way affiliated with uh, the comments of Josh Williams. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not any less rape if you stop. Jesus Christ. I can't even stand by. Every now and again, I try to make something sort of fun. It's not fun. It's horrible is what I'm saying. You, you, you fucked, you fucked up. Um, 
So all I'm saying is, yeah. But I, I'm hoping that I can call a mulligan on it and go, I'm going to have to just be a little more aware every now and again. So someone goes, hey, here, here's an ice cream. It's like, yeah, because that's the thing. If it had been a Baron, Ben and Jerry's, that totally would have been okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't been eating bad shit regardless of whether or not it's been okay. Yeah. I haven't been eating ice cream or eating chocolate bars or, or, or drinking pop or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So personally, I think I'm going, I'm going to allow it. Are you a pop guy? Not really. No. But, so you I mean, don't miss pop. I, here's the thing. I bought those Mexican Cokes, yeah. the ones that are made with cane sugar. And I still have – like how long ago did I when bring those When you say that, are they the Doritos or are you talking like Coca-Cola? Cause, no, they're – Because Dorito makes Mexican Coke. Okay. No. like, like the, it, well, Which may taste a little These different. are Coca-Cola from, from Mexico. Me- Mexican Coca-Cola. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's made in Mexico, so yeah. it's Mexican, right? Yeah. I guess. But anyways, that, that, uh, that particular uh, – yeah, I'll st- I still have the bottles that I bought over a year ago. So that's how much yeah. I drink pop. Yeah, I have. I bought twenty four bottles, and I still have probably twelve. So maybe one a month. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that, like, if I had one Coke a month, I'm still crushing it compared yeah. to you know maybe. Well, because some people just consumer. crave crave the fizz. Some people enjoy that. At which point, I would suggest reluctantly to some people like uh, bubbly. I would say um, Perrier. Lo- I would say La Croix, but that's ridiculously expensive. Where bubbly does the exact same thing. Yeah. Go, go get Montelier. It's carbonated water. Yeah. It's a dollar. A, a lot of people are like, oh, try it. And they try it. And they're like, this is disgusting because there's no sugar. There's no sodium. It's right. just water with flavor. But like you said, if it's the fizz that you want, yeah. you can get that in, and in you sparkling get water. It, yeah. Eventually you get used to it. And it actually, you start, <coughs> it's with a lot of things. Once you get used to it, you start to notice the subtle tastes. Same with whiskeys and wines. Like at first when you try it, it might just taste like fire. But you eventually, your body gets used to it. And then I know you can start yeah, picking out the nuances. But here's Not the thing. Not that these fizzy drinks have nuances. They're right. But you know what some of it water. is too? And I have to say this because this is the biggest thing. This is one of the biggest things I try to maintain all the time when I'm keeping my, my goals in check is you got to watch the bullshit too. And what I mean by that is some people might go, oh, I, I just like the fizz. And in their head, they're like, well, it's the only thing that's going to give me fizz. Right. So like these alternatives that we're talking about, they don't think of those. Mm-hmm. I want the pop. No, it's just the fizz that I like. It's like you give them an alternative. They go, I don't like this. I'm like, well, but I thought it was a fizz. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, but it tastes like, okay. So but you're I addicted, also want the taste. Just so like you're addicted taste. to pop. Yeah. Basically. It's not the fizz. You like pop and it's bad for you. It's just like ice cream. Oh, I just like the really cold, creamy texture. Oh, here's, oh, well, here's, here's frozen, tasteless yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't. T- okay. So it's ice cream. You're a bullshitter. Anyways, again, I'm always preaching just. The, the, the worst things that we can do for ourselves in all facets is to, to kind of bullshit ourselves and convince ourselves that, you know. Well, if that's what you're doing, then you're, you're not into what you're trying to achieve in the end. Well, and you can't you're solve not, you're the not problem. Ready, you're not mentally ready for it. And you're just going to fail. Right. And you're, you're making excuses. Yeah. As and I've else. done that before with certain things. Like it, I've tried the gym before and I've decided to skip a day here or there. And I know that if I do that. Um, I'm just going to fail in the end. So I've been pretty good with my well, that's exactly it. You can't elastic band workouts lately. Yeah, you can't solve a problem if you don't know what the real problem is. Oh, the mm-hmm. problem is I don't know how to drink with this. Well, here's the p- solution. Yeah, but okay. So the real problem is you want this thing mm-hmm. and you're having trouble letting it go. So when people try to help you, don't say it's about the fizz because we're working off of that. Mm-hmm. I used to actually get into to stuff like that. I, I used to get into arguments and I'm sorry to bring her up, um, but I used to get into arguments with Crystal mm-hmm. and I would piss her off, not deliberately, because we'd be talking about something 
And she would say, oh, she would basically say that the reason that she didn't want something was like, oh, well, this over here. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, oh, okay, well, like, we can solve that by doing this. And she's like, no, no, because they, they wouldn't be like that. And I go, well, no, but that's not an issue either. Like, I, I guess one comes to mind. And I, I don't think I've ever told it in the podcast. But she, she used to get mad at me saying I wouldn't take no for an answer. But the thing with me is I'm not all I, – things go over my head. Mm-hmm. So maybe sometimes people think that they're being direct with me. But if you're not being direct, I will listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to focus on what you're saying, not not on some you know subtlety that I'm not getting. So I remember one time um, when I bought my car, uh, they gave me a, a tinting package mm-hmm. from my dealership. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I said, I'm not really sure which one I want to get. And they're like, well, let's do a basic one. And if you don't like it, we'll redo it for you. And I was like, okay, great. So um, I, I got the tint job done. Or actually, before I got the tint job done. We've all heard the tint job saga. Just so you know. Really? The one where oh, I go back a few times? Oh, God, yeah. It, it spanned like three or four. Well, I might have a new listener. Anyways, <laughs> the point is I went to a different place that had a type of tint that was like ceramic. Yeah. Keeps the sunlight in. And I got to say, the summer was great. Black vehicle. It was it was not cool in the car, but holy fuck, I've sat down in, in black cars when they've been sitting out in the sun all day. And this was, it definitely made a difference. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. My dealership still owed me a tent job. I mm-hmm. paid for a tent job. They owed me one. So I, I remember talking to Crystal and she'd said like, you know, hey, I, I'm glad we got, I got tinted windows in my vehicle, but I wouldn't go this dark. I'm not happy with how dark the windows are. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, well, if you want, I, they still owe me a tent job. You can bring it in. They'll peel your layer off and they'll put on whatever, whatever you want. They mm-hmm. owe me the job. And she's like, no, that's okay. Like I'd have to be without my car for the day or whatever. And I go, no, it's cool. If you want, you can use my car. I'll take it in for you, get it done in the day and then swap cars at night. And she's like, she's like, no, like you're not listening to me. I said no. And you're pushing me. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't realize. I thought that the issue was that you were where you wouldn't like, you said you wouldn't have your car for the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, you didn't want to cost any money to get it done. Well, hey, I got a free one. That's a solution. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'd be without my car. We'll trade cars. You take mine, I'll take yours. I'll get it done for you. Like it's something nice I can do for you. So I don't know about you. I don't know if you would have heard no from that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear no. I heard the problem is this mm-hmm. and I provided a solution. Then I heard, well, no, the problem is this and I provided a solution. And then she's like, you're not listening. I said no and and mm-hmm. you're pushing. I'm like, oh, that's direct. I understood that. I go, but I didn't get that from it. I got mm-hmm. the So – Going back to why I brought this point up is that people say, oh, I like fizz. You know, okay, well, here's something that's fizzy. Oh, well, no. So that's the thing is it's kind of like, well, yeah. is the is the problem really the problem or are you just finding excuses yeah. to just not do it? And I think, honestly, for my thing, it was like she didn't want to accept the gift from me at the time mm-hmm. or something like But But either way, if people are direct or if they're honest about why they don't want something or why they do want something, you can do a lot more with that. Mm-hmm. And again, the people around you who care about you who are like, hey, you should stop drinking pop. It's bad for you. They at least know why it is instead of going like, oh, I'm out here trying to find you fizzy alternatives and you don't give a fuck about the fizz. It's, yeah. It's the goddamn caffeine craze that you get in or the sugar rush. All right. Um, I keep putting this page over because I need where to know. Where are you at? Um, yeah. So that's just, that's just it for that. So I, I'm going to forgive myself. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I won't miss- forgive you, but what do you think? Can I, I forgive myself, Chris? Can I, can I keep You going? let yourself down, Josh. God damn it. Yeah. Whatever. Onesies, contact at onemanpodcast.com. You guys tell me if this is an acceptable mistake or, or what have you. But like I said, had I actively been aware that, oh yeah, that's this rule that I'm not supposed to do, I, I would have 
never touched it. But mm-hmm. since I'd already done it, I'm like, well, and I hate wasting. I'm like, okay. And this is, that's, that is the on God's honest, transparent thing. It, I could have lied. If I was trying to lie right now, I would have said I ate the whole thing and totally forgot. And then mm-hmm. gone, Oh shit. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think I gotta keep, I mean, I'm gonna have to keep doing it. I'm not gonna be like, well, yeah. I fucked up once the whole thing's down the drain, but there's a, for me again, knowing myself and being honest, there's a part of me that's like, if I fuck up, then it's kind of like a, well, then, you know, if you can fuck up once, then you can fuck up twice and, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And have a cheat day or blah, blah. And I don't want to do any of that. So, um, I, I had this little joke I wanted to throw past you. Yeah, I meant to put in my recording. I'm frustrated because I meant to put this in the recording. Uh, my album. Okay. And I forgot because again, I'm not doing any relationship jokes anymore or anything like that, but I feel like, I mean, this may be relatable is, you know how when you're in a relationship and I don't know if women have the same experience with guys, but I know we have it with our girlfriends and wives is, is that all the time we feel like every now and again, we just feel like we've done something wrong. Like, like I'm in shit for something and I have no idea what I did. And the only way that I've ever been able to make sense of that to women is to say, it's like when you're driving down the street and you see a cop behind you or one on the other side of the street, you just immediately think, okay, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I'm like, okay, my belt's good. This and that. <laughs> like, that is the most accurate way. I thought of that too when I was in the airport. Yeah. You just see like, the, the, we talk about the TSA and you're just like, what am I doing wrong? Is everything I have totally legal? Yeah. Like, And you, you know that everything you have is legal. You're like, I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm wearing my seatbelt. I've got my fucking... You know, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Why do I feel like I've done something wrong and I'm going to get in shit? That's, that's the closest thing I've ever To me, you know what that sounds like? There's, I've heard it before. I don't remember if it was a common routine or what, but it was also in a commercial where you're driving in the car, you and your lady or your lady and your man. Yeah. And it's completely sad and you have her thoughts are being narrated. Okay. Oh, this is so nice. Like, I'm so glad that I have someone that we can just sit in sounds and enjoy each other's company. <coughs> and then the man's train of thought is, oh my God, what have I done wrong? Give me the cold or the sun treatment, eh? That's right, Cindy. Throw it all away. Yeah. You know, it's, one is thinking something's wrong because it's quiet and therefore he feels tense. And she's thinking, this is wonderful. We can just enjoy each other's company and silence. We don't even need to talk. Yeah. But he's thinking something's wrong for no reason. Right. Oh, that's, that and that's, that's, well, that's the whole idea is like, yeah, generally speaking, just you get this feeling sometimes that I'm guilty of something yeah. and I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. And I even thought about maybe, maybe, uh, evolving it into so much as like, it's like being in a relationship. So the cop pulls you over and you're like, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, do you know why, do you know why I'm talking to you right now? Do you know why, uh, why I pulled you over? And you're like, no. And it's the same thing with a woman. They're not going to tell you what you did wrong because maybe you'll confess something that they didn't know yeah. about already. <laughs> I wonder, is that really what, Oh, is that really what it I is? I don't get pulled over all the time. Do they do I that? don't get pulled over. But have you not seen, have you not seen television enough times yes. to go, what seems to be the problem, officer? Do you know why? But we I also know from television that defibrillators don't actually exactly. Start but I'm just saying. Down. But I yeah. But here's the thing: if I talked about defibrillators on TV basis, I'd get more yes. more people. It's more relate. relatable. Yeah. Yes. And the whole idea with with cops pulling you over is that do you know why I pulled you over? Like, can you imagine a cop doing exactly what a woman? Do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer. Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's that shame. Yeah. Maybe you'll confess to something yeah. that I'm not mad about, and I'll get you on both offenses. Yeah, I, think, I think you do. I'll get you on I both. I think you do. I'll get you on both counts of this. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that. Okay. So, I I know you got to go. I got to go. So, I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask you this, uh, and then I'm going to I'm going to hit. Uh, oh, I got to tell everybody this. I got to tell everybody, this. guys. No sponsors this week. Uh, DK and I are very actively still working together. They've got a bunch of new books coming my way. Uh, again, I've been sick for like a month, so I'm not sitting around reading anything. I, I'd have the reason to sit and read, but I fall asleep, which is great. Yeah. I start to read, I fall asleep because I feel like garbage and I'm on meds. But uh, DK's got a bunch of new books on me. In fact, 
Um, they have kindly sent me the eyewitness series, which is their travel books for Scotland. Oh, so fantastic. My relationship with DK is that they've always got new stuff coming out and they send me the new stuff because that's the stuff that sells, right? I could promo a book from, you know, five, six years ago, but they probably got a new one coming along the same vein and whatnot. But, uh, the, uh, so just saying that the, the this is an extra courtesy to me, mm-hmm. um, that they, that they do is just every now and again, if there's a book that's, you know, Odds are it probably won't sell that particular one by giving it to me, but even still they're, they're friends and they're like, Hey man, you want to, you want to, you know, you go to Scotland. Why don't we send you the eyewitness one from Scotland? So mm-hmm. just a kind thing from my, my partners at DK, they really are absolutely fantastic. Um, they got a whole slew of books coming uh, my way and I can't wait to share them with you guys uh, when I get them and start reading again. So I'm, I'm currently reading the whiskey tasting book that they sent me. Mm-hmm. So I want. I was hoping to have it done, but I just couldn't get through enough. So I'm not going to shortchange it. You guys know how much I love whiskey and, and going to Scotland to taste whiskey. So I'm going to be reading this over the next two weeks. I'm going to be reading my Eyewitness Scotland. So I've got that kind of stuff under control, uh, ready to go. Thank you to DK for all the books. And they're rushing me that one. So that one's like getting overnighted to uh, to be here. So I'm, I'm jazzed for that. Um, Chris, the last thing I will ask you because I've needed to know this from all of my onesies is, uh, and it might take you a minute or two to kind of come up with it, but if you were going to eat uh, last meat meals, meals that are predominantly meat, so again, uh, bacon is not a meat meal, right? You wouldn't just sit and eat a plate of bacon. Arguably some, exactly. Arguably some people would, but overall, it's not really, you wouldn't go to a restaurant and say, I'll have the bacon, please. And that's it, right? Bacon is a side cart to other things. And generally speaking, whatever those other meals are could consider it like, like uh, bacon and eggs. Sure. You might consider that a meal, but I can have, you know, uh, you would eggs. say that the bacon is accompanying the egg. Exactly. I can have eggs, toast, home fries, and, and you know, uh, whatever else. All, again, without What's without the star of BLT? I guess. But even still, like, taking that one thing off the sandwich is not like I never have. It's the same with pizza. Mm-hmm. Having pepperoni or a meat lover's pizza. Like, the amount of pizza I can still eat as a vegetarian, you're not really saying goodbye to the meal. You're saying goodbye to the topping. Yes. So I'm talking, when I say top 10 meat meals, I'm referring to meals that are understandably just meat. So for example, ask my top 10, your top 10, just whatever you can think of. So for example, a bacon cheeseburger, well, there's other kinds of sandwiches, but a, but a hamburger is a hamburger. That's a meat meal. What you top it is. Right. So the idea is that, but I would, but I would have bacon as, as hand in hand with a cheeseburger. Yeah. So if you were doing that, another meat meal, even though it's small, bite-sized things, is like chicken wings. That is that is a meal that is... I didn't know there were 10 meat meals. That that didn't belong okay, so in let, other categories. Let me start throwing them out. Okay. A Philly cheesesteak is a meat meal. That is a meat sandwich, and it is a unique okay. meat sandwich. Smoke, and it doesn't fall into the category A smoked meat sandwich is, is, okay. a, is a... Right? And it doesn't... Right. It doesn't fall in the category of steak, but... You know, there's only certain places. So I'm telling you now, I'm going to be throwing out um, meals just to fill my list. It's fine. Okay. But number one. So, okay, let's start with maybe let's say your last meal. You're on death row, your last meal. What is it? Hey, but it has to be a meat meal. Your last meal wouldn't be a meat meal? This is it's me not, thinking. It's not going to kill you anyways. Yeah, it's fine. Take your time. And I'm going to get the juices flowing for you guys. I don't think my last meal would necessarily be a meat meal. Well, then think about that for a second. But then think of meat meal. So while you're thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna fill some air. And, and okay, well, no, I do have these. a number one. We can write sure. that down. Hamburgers. So hamburger. 100% burger. That's the only thing you should be doing with cows. Okay. So hamburger would be on that list. So onesies, while you guys and Chris is thinking, I'm going to buy some time. Uh, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I've been very clear about what this list should be. And you can send honorable mentions if you want as like side carts. But I wouldn't suggest, um, 
I wouldn't suggest having, uh, you know, like, like, uh, again, a good friend of me sent like, uh, like cup and char pizza. It's, it's a type of pepperoni. It's absolutely delicious. I definitely want to try it one last time, but it's a topping. So it's not a standalone meat meal in and of itself. But like I said, something like a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Yeah, there's other sandwiches, but that Montreal smoked meat, you're, you're eating it as a sandwich. It can be a topping and other things, but I would hit it hard. That's a meal. Boom, that mm-hmm. sandwich one last time. Or for Americans, like that's like the Reuben, right? It's like smoked meat or or uh, what do they call it? Pastrami or mm-hmm. whatever the hell they call it. But it's idea, generally speaking, it's it's smoked meat. Yeah. What do you got, Chris? Okay, well, um, so we already have burgers down. Yeah. Let's go with uh, spaghetti with meat sauce or any pasta with meat sauce. Can I? Cause that's a topping because I'll do pasta again. I can do pasta. Oh, if it's a topping, then this list kind of ends right here. No. Would you Would you ever want to have a steak again? Let's say a steak, but the steak is it'd have to be a very well prepared steak. That's fine, but steak. People that go somewhere like, and you get it the way you want, whatever cut of meat, whatever it is, but that steak is your your steak, your cut, okay. your cooking preference. Yeah. That's but because remember, this is the best of the best. Yeah. So then let me throw some your way and you tell me when to make yeah, your let's list. Do that. Fried chicken. I could live without hundred percent. Ever again? <sighs> okay. So easy. Okay. Yeah. Chicken wings. Uh, yeah, chicken wings are on there. Yeah, chicken wings are good. And, but okay. it's more because of their variety of flavors. Okay. Uh, so this is one that would be on my list, would be on yours, Montreal smoked meat. I couldn't tell you the last time I had have it. Have you ever had it in Montreal? Probably, because I used to visit Montreal quite a bit, but I would have been too young to really appreciate, appreciate it. Okay, we gotta, we gotta get you there again sometime. Um, ribs. Yeah, you could put ribs on there. Okay. But again, it's because usually of the variety of flavor. I guess, you know, right. fine, then I'll help you out with this one here. Uh, pulled pork. Okay. Yeah. That, that there's no reason why that can't be. So pulled pork sandwiches? Yep. Okay. So now, now you got your brain thinking, a meat meal. Now, because I think they go hand in hand with pulled pork, let's say brisket. Although I haven't had it too often, I'm sure it's So you're saying like delicious. a pot roast? No, like, no. So just so you know, Montreal smoked meat is brisket. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, but I'm it's thinking more the traditional way. brisket off like the smoker. Or the, maybe not the traditional, but the more <coughs> um, modern brisket that you think of. You so if you do doing pulled beef then with the brisket? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. However they do it. It just seems like something I should be saying right now. No, no. So, <laughs> but, but keep in mind. So now I can I can give you some more. Like uh, fish and chips. No. No? No. Uh, lobster. Uh, no. I, I eat it, pretend to like it, but really I could never have it again and be happy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't like it at all. Yeah. So I, I don't hate it, but it's just meh. Um, pork chops. Nah. Okay. Nah. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Have you ever had Donaire, Halifax Donaire? I've had Donaire. In, but from Halifax? Like with the sweet sauce? Not from Halifax, but I've had a place that were from there. They actually used to be here in Stittsville, yeah. um, where they, they were from, uh, from there and you were able to get them to make you one. And it was good, but... When I go to a Donair place, I get falafel. Okay. Even before I decide, no, even before I decide to go vegetarian, I still got falafel. That was your preference? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and here's the thing. It, it's different in Halifax. Yeah. Very different. Uh, Nova Scotia onesies. No, no, no it could be, but uh, like I'm saying, they're from there. They made it there. There's no reason that them coming here can't rep- reproduce what they made there 100%. You'd be surprised. There was only one place in Ottawa that, that had it. Yeah. And here's the thing. They flew the meat in from... The East Coast. Really? The meat's different? Donaire meat's different? 
Yeah, I'm, I find I'm, that odd I'm considering right. Canada or Ottawa is considered the North American Dude, capital. You got to try try Montreal smoked meat anywhere in Montreal, mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed that nowhere else can even come close. I understand. I just I just find it odd that the place that is considered the capital of shawarma. Oh yeah, does has inferior donair meat it, than Nova Scotia. Yeah, because I thought their whole thing was Shocking. sauce. Shocking. The, their their whole thing is mainly the sauce. It's a sweet sauce instead of a, yeah. a garlic sauce. Yeah. yeah. But again. Maybe put it on your maybe put it on your bucket list sometime. And again, Nova Scotia onesies. You guys, you have no idea how quickly Nova Scotia is catching up to Ontario as all time listeners. My home province, where I know the most human beings in this earth, are listening less than than, than the East Coast. We so get East, you all the time, Josh. East Coast. I fucking love you guys. Uh, please keep listening. Tell your friends. I uh, I can't wait. Let's fucking knock Ontario off of its top spot because they don't seem to care. Um, I'm just kidding. I love all my onesies. Um, Okay, so how about like a chicken breast, like a like no. a stuffed chicken breast or something like no. that? No, don't care. No, I don't care. So no ribs. What about um, no, 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 no ribs. We got that's what I'm saying. We got we got ribs. Yeah, we got pulled pork. We got chicken wings. We have steak. We have hamburgers. Yeah. Um, there's no type of fish or anything like that you'd want to try nope. last time. I would no. Nope. What about tacos? And I'm talking like if you had anything at like El Camino, which is the closest to authentic. No, I've never been. No, I've never been down there. El Camino is on Elgin Street. Oh, is it on Elgin yeah. Street? Okay. No, I have... Because um, I, I would... I, the, 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 the flavorings and the seasonings... I'm sure the so divine, but okay. what you're saying right there is that it's the flavorings and seasoning which could easily translate it to anything else. It yeah, doesn't the have te- to be... The texture made. does make a big because difference. Because I do enjoy tacos and burritos, yeah. but the I've made quite vegetarian? a few vegetarian ones and they're... Like, okay. anytime so I get what about a, fajitas then? Is a fajita something that would translate I, I to vegetarian? Uh, I mean, sort it of. It usually needs chicken, but I don't do fajitas. If I'm if I have the opportunity, okay. it's always um, a burrito. So what else? Because a burrito is just like a big taco. In there's my other. Opinion. There's other. There's going to be other meats. Which of course is not true. Uh, I don't. I don't know. No, it's, it's not I've bad. It's actually, actually very interesting because I actually again before I decided to go vegetarian. Um, so here's I would have meat at dinner because it's what you do. Okay. And then you you choose your sides based on the meat you're having, which is usually potato and like some bland ass vegetable. Okay. Uh, when I'm going to work. What about like turkey then? Maybe Thanksgiving nope, turkey never or had something? Turkey. I've had it. I used to eat it. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, like uh, Rebecca's side of the family does potluck, okay. I will avoid the meat. Of, all of it? All of it. Okay. I'm more interested in the this different fancy sounds. This is great because you're the first person like, and, and I'm, I'm even running out of ideas. Like, again, you wouldn't want a Philly cheesesteak. Something like that. Uh, I would be interested because it's so popular, but I would have the one and be fine. I'd yeah. be fine without it, you know? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that was my biggest fear. I don't know if I said it already on the podcast, but it, it was one of those things where I'm like, if I'm going to be traveling the world and this shit's going to be in my face and yeah. I never tried it. So like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not a big seafood guy, so I don't care about like, oh, you're in Louisiana. You got to have catfish. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. But I would definitely want to try like ribs mm-hmm. you know the fried chicken in the south i'd want to try the wings yeah and there's probably meals that someone's probably screaming they're like oh my god i can't believe you haven't said crab cakes or something that's like popular yeah. somewhere like but I'm, I'm i'm regionalizing it to north america mm-hmm. right so i thought like tacos and and stuff like that in the, near los angeles i was thinking like texas is going to be steak ribs mm-hmm. you know there's probably some other things that I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking of but in uh you know in in uh you know, out east, it's the Donair. Mm-hmm. In Montreal, it's the smoked meat. In Philly, it's the cheesesteak. But there's not, yeah, there's not a whole lot of like super meaty meals. Like you could do, which is actually kind of a cool point talking about the whole vegetarian thing. Is like when the whole meal isn't meat or predominantly meat, right? Then you could do like a whole 
what about chicken salad or something like that? Really not. It's not something you, you couldn't you say. You mean like a chicken to. salad sandwich? I, I know, I know, I know. I'm curling my nose at it too. I'm just trying to think of meals where it's like, yeah, it's generally speaking just a yeah. kind of a meat thing. Well, I've said before that I would, if I ever went vegetarian, I wouldn't miss it. It was before I, we decided to. Because um, like my, my, when I go to work, my lunch, like my sandwich yeah. is avocado, lettuce, tomato, and I believe that's about it. That's that's good for you. Yeah, and I I, I never put lunch meat on it because first off, like it was a whole thing with nitrates and shit you're supposed to avoid. And right. It would always just go bad in the fridge. It didn't add anything for me. Right. Like it didn't add a flavor. It's just the idea that there's meat in there. Um. You, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the Lone Star Tick. I believe is what it's called. What about uh, you know what a good spread is for sandwiches like that? What hummus? You know, I, that's it. That was the thing. Sir. That was the thing. It was yeah. That's what I missed. Was the hummus? Okay. Uh. I, no, I used to put hummus on. But now I stop because it makes it quite sloppy. Now I just do hummus in a container. Right. With, uh, and then I and dip you add that. it right before? Well, no, no. I add, I just eat it with pretzels like a dip. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm still so there's your protein. Delicious. There's your protein. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're garbanzo But beans. I mean, I also do um, hemp hearts every day, which is loaded with protein. Yeah. Well, there's a, I have that's the thing. Protein. There's a lot of good shit in food. I think my hemp hearts, I just realized I have a uh, mason jar of hemp hearts at home. They're probably bad by now. Oh yeah, they're like well, they're like two years old. Well, I do a man, maybe I do a smoothie every day, and every day I put the thirty grams of hemp parts in because yeah, why not? Uh, Manitoba Harvest. Yeah, free plug for them. They sent me a, a case of, uh, of them a while ago. Anyways, um, so yeah, okay. Well, dude, you got five hamburger, steak, chicken wings, ribs, and pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. So that's pretty cool for I me. Mean, people can be like, "Oh, fuck, you're crazy, all you want," but eh, no, no, there's, the there's something there. As a kid, I was never a big fan of. I would do like hot dogs because they're easy to eat. I have hamburger because they're easy to eat. My kids are kind of like that too. Anytime we give them steak, they found it too chewy, and I guess I got yeah. a distaste for it. Recently, as I was, you know, learning to cook myself, I started to get a bit better at cooking steak. But I was, I'm like, mm, this is a good steak," but I wasn't blown away. No, I yeah. went to the keg recently. When I became vegetarian in quotations, because we've also always said if we go somewhere and they're serving meat, sidestep a little. Yeah, but bit. we're gonna have it. Like my kids eat vegetarian, but when we go to like their parents, and they eat vegetarian because I cook. Right. When we go to their parents or restaurant, eat meat. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's what you want. Have it, but huh. I'm not cooking it because I'm not cooking two different meals. Right. So I'm not. I'm not depriving my kids of people. Thinking that's what I'm saying. That. As long as you're getting your nutrition, which again, this documentary says, look, you can live without meat. Yeah, but we had. Uh, we had 200 this is going to sound crazy to everybody okay for about a year we had 200 dollars worth of keg gift certificates gift cards we were we've just recently done this vegetarian thing we had those long before why we didn't go i don't know just didn't completely appeal to us right. but we decided for my mom's 60th to bring her out okay and of course i'm not going to go to a freaking steakhouse and not get a steak and i had a delicious whatever cut with uh blue cheese crumble yeah keg fans would know exactly what i'm talking about delicious yeah but if I never had it again, I'm fine with that. So fine with that. Yeah. I, I, the, my last steak, I almost want to do one of those like fucking steak challenges. No, I don't. Mm, I yeah. don't. I don't. Cause that's so unhealthy. But I just mean that like, I, I, if it's my last steak, I want so much of it in front of me that I'm going to eat until I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I could put my, if I eat a third of one of those big things, it's fine. But I mean, if it's your last steak, cause I'm, Mitch, I've had little filet mignons, which is like, it's great and it's a healthy amount of meat. But a lot of times you're like, you're, I could have had another few bites. Yeah, but of that. You're, you're better off ordering two of those because you order the big fancy like uh, carnival it's steaks. Not as, they're not going to taste good. Right. That's all I'm saying. But what I meant by that is just that I want the quantity to to scratch that itch. And when I when I'm done eating meat, that steak or the amount of steak or whatever it is, mm -hmm. when I'm done, I go. Thank you, steak. Thank you, universe. Thank you, whatever. That mm -hmm. was fucking awesome. As opposed to being like, wish I had more. Well, guess never again. Yeah. The you one that I, I mean? had there because that was my I went. Earlier in the uh, in the summer as well to the cake and I had the um, like I said would it be a ribeye? I'm asking you like you were there. 
I think it was a rib steak. So I guess that's a rib. Yeah, there's so many. It was huge. It was like 20 so ounces. So many kinds was of steaks. Huge. And yeah. I've heard um, when doing my research, which is what I do, <coughs> uh, a lot of the professionals, professionals, a lot of the YouTubers were like, ribeye is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of steak. So I tried it and it is good, but there's a bit too much fat, which makes it too rich, in my opinion, for that size of steak. If it was smaller, I can handle it, but that size, yeah. then I feel like I'm wasting. Like if I eat more, I feel like I'm just going to get, I don't know, heartburn or something from the richness. Right. Yeah. You know what's a really good uh, sandwich is a banh mi. You ever had one of those Vietnamese and apparently it's got like French influence. So banh mi is, I've had it a few times and it's getting popular. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably been popular for a long time, but we don't have access to a lot of it in Ottawa. Is it's basically a French baguette. That's the French influence. Yep. A baguette cut and then it's like breaded fried chicken. Mm-hmm. So it's not crazy greaser. It's just it's a fried piece of chicken breast. And then they do like um, take sriracha, mm-hmm. pour honey in it. So you got like a sweet, sweet hot sauce yeah. or whatever. And so you got like a sweet spicy sauce on it. Then they put like uh, like a mayo mm-hmm. and then uh, like um, coleslaw. Not okay. not exactly coleslaw, but like but like a vinegared cabbage, cabbage and carrots kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds like coleslaw. So, yeah, but not quite as coleslaw-y, right? Okay. It's just, it's honestly, and, and it really does taste more like it's just a little bit of vinegar on it. Cause like, okay. there's, there's the coleslaw, it's vinegar coleslaw, not the creamy mm-hmm. coleslaw. And it's good, but it's not quite like that. Like it's, it's a lot more subtle yeah. vinegar. It's, and it's more crunchy. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like fresh veggies with a little bit of a vinegar sauce on them, but they, they ferment together, almost like a kimchi or something yeah. like that. But anyways. Delicious. And they put cilantro on it. I get it without cilantro. See, that's the thing too that I've learned with my vegetarian cooking is I also hated cilantro. I won't say it tastes like soap because I don't find it does. It just had a displeasing taste to me. Yeah. Now, when I cook a, a new recipe, I don't omit anything. Whether I like it or not, I don't omit it. You want to know what it tastes like. If I didn't like that recipe, I wouldn't make it. So I just want to know what it tastes like. And Rebecca doesn't like cilantro either. A couple of the dishes I made. Does she say it tastes like soap? Yes. Okay. A couple of the dishes that I've made, it requires, you know, you got to chop it up, put it in all that shit. It's not a garnish. So it's incorporated into the meal. Right, it's flavor is and, essential. And you don't, I'm not going to say you don't notice it. It doesn't taste like you think cilantro does. Like you don't, you, you if I said, like I told them cilantro, and they're like, oh, really? Because what it does is it's incorporating with the other flavors the way it's supposed to. Okay. Like I've told my kids when they're eating some of the shit I make them eat, <laughs> they're picking it apart because a lot of them might be wrapped up. They're picking it apart. No, I don't like those things. Like uh, one of them had a bunch of uh, black beans in it. In the end, my son only had black beans, but I don't like them on their own. Well, don't eat it like that. Don't deconstruct the meal. It's meant to be eaten. You're supposed to have a piece of everything in every bite. Right. So that's the, the same thing there. Don't take a piece of cilantro and chew on it. It's going to taste like cilantro. Right. Yeah. When it's incorporated yeah. in, you're less I, I still taste it. I've had meals where it's like it was chopped up yeah. and mixed in with something. Yeah. And I took two bites and I go, this is loaded with cilantro. Yeah. yeah. Loaded. And with Mika's I'm house. curious. I'm Mika's curious. house, I was like, loaded. Yeah. Soap. It, no board of a lie. Like when some people are like, you mean it tastes like so like a little salt? Like, no. Like you know how when people sniff a whiskey or wine, they go, oh, there's there's this and that, and it's like a yeah. subtle maybe behind the. No, no, no. You put cilantro in my meal, and it tastes like you grab the cheese grater and a bar of soap, and you shave that shit all over the top of my food like parmesan, and you try you try it with a real bar of soap, yeah. and then go go. I'm gonna just pretend this is what a cilantro eater tastes, and then you will go. How the fuck could you? That's how I don't even have to see it. I can taste it. Right I'm interested. Away. I might I might do a little testing. The next time I have you over for around dinner, I might prepare one of those meals that has it. I might do a backup just in case. You know, you so, yeah, please. Otherwise, I'm not eating. Because <laughs> one thing I found too, um, I psychosomatic. Seem to, I seem to be an oddball in that I weigh everything that requires to be weighed. Mm-hmm. I time everything as it's supposed to be. I follow direction, whereas a lot of people 
that I've seen don't. Not saying that Mika and Al don't follow direction. Maybe, yeah, yeah. They, maybe they follow recipe to the T. No, they just make their own shit. So, so that could be it. Maybe the quantities were off. Maybe it was a perfect, like, perfect for them, but maybe it wasn't the perfect quantities for the recipe itself to please everybody. That could be one of the issues. Maybe there was just too much. Or not not put in at the right time to let the flavor mellow out. That could be it too. Maybe. I'm just saying a bunch of could be. I could be totally wrong. Right. Well, even when you're following recipes to the letter, the time, the weight, it's like even the pots you're using could heat up slower or yeah. faster than the ones there. Like there's it's all a learning. Always process. variables that could alter things in the end. How how warm and how humid is the room you're cooking in versus the one there? Is it going to absorb or pull moisture? So many things. Yeah. But um, – yeah, I mean, I, I like to look at it this way. One of the meals I was thinking of was like uh, was like burritos, but I wouldn't count burritos because burritos are like ninety percent vegetables, yeah. anyways, like beans and sauces and and cheese and lettuce and yeah. corn and salsa. And it's funny because when you go to um, rice, some and, of the places, I'm not sure if Mucho Burrito does it, but I know uh, the other one that's around. Uh, There's like burrito barracha, burrito gringo, mucho it, burrito. Doesn't matter. Bar burrito. Uh, either way, like, when yeah, when you're when you're putting yours together. You know, they ask you what kind of beans you want. All right, now what kind of protein? Yeah, protein. Oh, but the, the, beans. the beans are protein, you, you dumbass. Like, yeah. don't make them sound like they're not protein. They're definitely protein. Yeah, and it's and it's this shift away from meat. Yeah. People don't like, they don't, I don't Have think meat. meat. It's just too, Have uh, meat. You like meat? Have meat. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I don't care. Do your thing. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. So I wouldn't count burritos because burritos, you take the meat out and you're going to have burritos for the rest of your life. But the reason I say tacos is because tacos, you take the meat out the vast majority. Like, I know there's vegetarian tacos, but there's not a lot of them. No, there are. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, at that point, you're just starting, you're just, you're literally just taking a pile of vegetables and wrapping them. That's would you, it. You'd be surprised what refried beans, as far as texture, not not the totally paste ones, would do to replace a, a crumbled ground beef. Sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But then you're just having ground beef tacos. And what I'm saying is, if you go to a place like El Camino yes, or you go to the States, yeah. ground beef isn't on the menu. That's not how tacos yeah, are. That's how, that's it's how, like pulled pork style. That's how all the pasta makes. Yeah, or like a breaded piece of fish. Yeah. Or, and the toppings are all different based on what the yep. quote-unquote protein that's is. That's the thing too. You else. go to a lot of places like um, South Street Grill. Is that the sure. name of the burger place? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's one at Bayshore. Yeah. Um, like, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I want that burger. And I'll point to the menu. Yeah. And then they'll ask me, what do you want on it? Well, I want... That burger, yeah. make that burger. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to assume I know better than your chefs who created that. Yeah, I'm not going to have you throw. Oh, uh, only ketchup, please. All the toppings that you have on that burger, put put those on as yeah. described. Yeah, as describing them. That's the yeah. But yeah. other other people, a lot of other people, are like they'll just throw. Them well, that's the funny thing is like it. some of these places they got it right when it's like well when you're altering everything, just 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 pick your meat, pick your vegetables, pick your thing, and then we're done. Yeah. Why am I going to? make 15 suggestions on the board and then just go, all right, now build it yourself. Yeah. It's like, well, I just, you, example number five, What you please. should do is ask me, do you want it as it's supposed to be? Ask me that instead of what do you want it? Just say, do you want it like it's supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, when they used to say like burger, yeah, everything on it. It's like, yeah, everything that you put on your burger. Yeah, whatever. Lay, lettuce, tomato. It. Like McDonald's has burgers and all, depending on which one you order, it has different shit on it. Yeah, you might not get They don't go, they don't mind. go, you want any adjustments? What do you want on it? They just, they just no. make it. It's like, this is what you're eating. This is what you order. This is what you're eating. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I mean, Chris, we got five. I'm, uh. Disappointed? <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't give you much time, but. I, I wouldn't have been able to come up with five more. I guarantee you. So again, hamburger, steak, chicken wings, ribs. If you want out of six, maybe sausages. Hey, maybe anything outside the box. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Sure. Maybe so. Well, sausages. Are if you're good. never gonna eat them ever again. Would you want to have one last sausage? Hot dogs? Not hot dogs. No, that's what I was going. With. I thought hot dogs. I'm like, no, sausage. A hot dog is just a. But we are we sausage. are going we are going kind of outside. Sausage on a bun is what I'm. Is what yeah, I'm I figure as yeah. much. But would you if you were to say goodbye to meat, meat forever? Would you be like, I want to do that one last time? Sure. Okay. A nice street one, you know. Like, 
Or, yeah. sorry, one made properly. To- yeah, not one that fell on the street, but I know what you mean, like a, yeah. like a proper one. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any other kind of meat stuff? So, again, you're like, nope, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want one last turkey dinner. You wouldn't no, want last, one last chicken breast, barbecue yeah. chicken breast, one last... Uh, Trying to think of what else there is. Like, there's so many places you can go for a sandwich or whatever. What about something like uh, stir fry, like a like a General Tao's chicken? You if know, we're just filling some, out a list, well, okay. no, but I'm, but I'm saying like you're again forever, forever, yeah, which is kind of what I'm doing right now, right? Which is what I've already decided to do. <laughs> okay, so well, what, well, what what meat, meats are you guys eating now? You're having hamburgers still. You're having no, 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 we're not eating any meat. Oh, you guys are fucking full blown vegetarian. I just, yeah, any meat that gets eaten by my family is outside of the house. Good for you. Well, yeah. then I, I should be talking more. Okay, well, fuck it. Fuck sausages. We're going to leave it at five and say you're already halfway there. Boom. That was so a, a piss-poor attempt at a high five. Again. There yeah, we go. There we, go. We, like, we like kissed pinkies. <laughs> that was about <laughs> it. All right. Well, for, for you guys, onesies coming up, like I said, more DK stuff coming soon. Um, I got my spot in Absolute Comedy tonight, which will be long done by the time uh, you guys hear this. Uh, I got some more demos coming up this weekend. Hopefully, I'm not barking like a sea lion during those. And, uh, and I get to hang out with my friends, uh, Mika and Mel this weekend, play some games. Chris, you, me, and uh, your lovely wife are going to do a games night again at some point soon, we right? definitely should. Groovy. Okay, listen, onesies. Nope. I got something to, I got a question, actually. I've been, I, last time I was on, I wanted to bring this up because I'm um, fangirling big time. With me? No, not with you. Uh, I, I want right. to bring it up on the show because I feel like everyone needs to know about do this it. person. But my question will begin with, your taste in music is, in my opinion... Oh. Can, you, can, you, can you pick the outro song for me so I don't have to do it? Do you have something sure. from this person? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, <coughs> do you know of... what it is so that when you're done, you can throw it to that? Yeah. Okay. Throw it to that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's the one that got me on. But I mean, you're, you're tasting music. I've met other people like you. You're not an oddball, but you're very old-fashioned music. No, I'm not talking like Sinatra and, and things like that. I do like Sinatra. It's, um, you're, you're very like uh, 80s, 90s, maybe some 70s stuff, but nothing sure. you let you really do is current. Okay. Not, nothing wrong with that. A lot of people can argue that today's music is garbage. I don't know where to look. So I've tried yeah. not to be defensive. Um, Number one, you want to tried. You want to find out what, what your genre and I, don't, I don't have one. No, you don't? I tried. So uh, I was going to get up and throw this out, but I'm not mic'd. So it'll just be me echoing in the distance. Um, I've tr- like, I like stuff like Nora Jones. Like I like easy listening. Like I remember yeah. as a kid, I'm like, who would pick to listen to adult contemporary music? Yeah. I don't mind that stuff. That's where this might fall. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't mind that stuff. Yeah. I don't mind jazz. I don't mind. My thing is I kind of like. For, for whatever reason, sometimes it's the tune that hits me. I don't yeah. care if it's rock. I don't care if it's acoustic, if it's mm-hmm. easy listening, if it's jazz. Um, country music is great. If those hillbillies didn't open their fucking mouths and sing about what they're singing, you know, I would be able to enjoy the music. I would argue more. that female country music is great. Okay. Male country music is trash. I think I still think with the exception tunes. of old girls. I'm, I'm talking about the tunes. Oh, okay. So I've got like it's danceable. My good buddy Rory Gardner, he's played me some fucking tunes that are considered country. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's a good fucking tune. Yeah. And and he it's sent very me danceable stuff. He sent me instrumental stuff, and yeah. I'm like, that's that's a great fucking tune. Yeah. So for me, it's like, but as soon as you open your mouth, now you're talking about I worked on my truck all week and everything. That's the thing. Where I work, certain people listen to it all the time, and. Before a song plays, I can I can name off of my hand five different things, different things, and I guarantee you they're going to talk about one of them. Right. The way it was back in the day. Yeah. Uh, sweet tea. I, I'd name you more, but I don't have the inspiration right now. But sweet those two. Tea. Yeah, those two are particular. No, they're woman drinking at the bar. No, no, those Friday night. 
Though, Friday night's very important with Friday the blue night, collar. Friday the blue days, collar yes. work crowd. Work, work oh, day's hey, done. Friday night, we're going to drink all fucking when the night. Work like, yes. yeah, like the the whole truck, my lost dog. Those are more um, exaggerations. Yeah, but they're, they're not necessarily. They're not true. new country yeah. or young country yeah. is like the, the terminology. But I guarantee you, sweet tea, uh, the way it used to be, those are two huge ones right now. So you honor sweet tea, sweet tea, which is iced tea. Well, oh, I call, know what it is. Uh, sweet tea. Well, I mean, because there's iced tea and then there's sweet tea. Right, and we call we don't we don't have boring iced tea. No, I well, think you, you can buy it now. You pure can buy leaf it. is probably the yeah. closest. Yeah, to yeah it. exactly. Which is even better. But overall, if you bought iced tea, it was yeah. it was wow. We got sidetracked. It was sweet, sweet tea. Hey, well, hey man, you're you're Too educating me. So, so I will listen to any music, and I do try to listen to new stuff now. I will put on like Apple Radio mm-hmm. channels that like like things called singer songwriter, and I'll listen to like alternative. Yeah. But even I find that these curated channels, like, if you want alternative music, I'm thinking like the current version of like Foo Fighters and Nirvana alternative and stuff like that. is and anything weird now. Alternative seems to be anything that doesn't fit into a certain genre. Yeah, because I can listen to something that sounds like Nora Jones on an alternative channel. I'm like, I thought I was getting rock. Yeah. Then I go into rock and it's like heavy metal. I'm like, what the fuck? When I started listening to Live 85, I always uh, described it as the my favorites <coughs> from The Bear and my favorites from uh, Hot 899. Right. That's how I always described it with a bit of other stuff. So um, I started listening to Apple Music as one does, that or Spotify. And what channel do you listen to on Apple Music? The, um, the alternative. Okay. So I used to so you know exactly listen, what I'm yeah, talking I used to always listen to the alternative uh, A-list. They've changed now to uh, alt-control. But it's usually like the most popular or upcoming, uh, not upcoming, the most popular alternative songs. And sometimes, right now, it's not really hitting the sweet spot for me. But other times it does, and I'll add a song to my playlist. Several years ago, I came across Dermot Kennedy. D-E-R-M-O-T, as the Americans pronounce it, Dermot, which makes them sound... Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y? Yeah, double N. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Irish dude, and he is not ashamed of it. Um, didn't we already play this fucking well, I did I didn't play this for you. I played it for you after the last podcast we did. We didn't put it as an outro? No, we didn't have it as an outro. Okay. He is, is fan... Fantastic as a songwriter and as a voice. But his songs are, first off, one thing that I never really thought about until I heard someone else bring it up okay. is his songs seem to be on average four minutes plus, which is very rare. Fine with me. Yeah, that's very rare nowadays. Um, but it, his songs are very poetic. Um, they can, even if you don't know what they're talking about, they can hit in any sweet spots for you. Like, like oh my yeah. God, the way you said that, the way you, you, you know. Well, that's what, that's that. what I gravitate towards music. I, I, I like I like, listen, just about everything in my life, um, I like stuff that moves me. I could even argue that there's food that moves me. And I don't mean emotionally mm-hmm. in a sense of like, it oh my God, what experience. Oh God. No, no. But I mean like, you know how I was, I was, I've talked on previous episodes about how like when I eat food, it's not that I feel good. It's just that I don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm distracted, if I'm feeling emotional and things like that, there's times in the past where I would eat food and... I just don't feel shitty. I don't feel good. I feel shitty after I ate the shitty food and like, oh, why did I do that? I just set myself back and mm-hmm. goals and stuff. But but it still moved me at the time from yeah. feeling down to, oh, I feel better now that I'm eating. Like, like literally the part where like I might be doing like, kind of like a little bit of like a leg dance in the chair. Like, oh, I'm eating now. And I kind of feel a little bit. It's fucked up. But it, we, there's yeah. scientific proof. I've had some meals that after having the meal, I'm like, I feel fucking fantastic. Like, oh, that yeah. meal's not sitting heavy. Right. Like, it, it tasted good. I feel great. But I mean, I love most things that move me. So, for example, music that moves me. Yeah. 
when I'm when I'm trying to nap in the afternoon, I'll put on a spa channel yeah. and and let that play. I've listened to classical, and I like listening to classical yeah. music. I'm a big fan of piano music, <coughs> but only certain types because I've tried finding it myself, and I'm like I'm not into this. I'm into more the mellow. Like I couldn't even tell you the name of a song, but like the really beautiful piano music. Yeah. It's well, like a classical piano where you yeah. just where you can actually feel things in the yeah. music. Whereas, yeah. like guitar, sometimes too. Flamenco guitar is very, yeah. very nice. Like a lot of different kinds of Spanish guitar. There's a lot of sort of you know yeah. uh, fire and passion in it. Now, a lot of his music is um, electronically produced, which I find is fine. Well, that's that's been my issue with a lot of music. But I was going to say, like stand up, like stand up comedy. Yeah. There's comics who are saying something and trying to get a message across. I gravitate more to that stuff than guys who are doing dick and fart and cum humor and talking about their vaginas or talking about how woke they are. Like that shit when it's a fake message or, or it's, it's veneer sycophantic, but that's what I'm saying. So I generally gravitate towards all things. Yeah. Movies too. If I feel a fucking connection or shows or whatever, like I, I move towards things that move me. So we were saying about this guy. I just, I brought up another point or I want to finish on the point that I brought up that I I felt really clever saying it to a buddy of mine. He's like, wow, I never thought of it that way. When you think of, Elect- or not electronic music, but I guess that does work. But any music that has a manufactured beat, like right. that's that's made with a computer, people are like, "Well, that's not music. You just push a button." But I got to thinking, what they have. Did there, you and I have this argument already? I don't know if we did. We may have. But okay. you have a soundboard full of different sounds, right? Or you have an orchestra full of different instruments. You must pick and choose what goes where, when, what tempo, what length, how loud, all that stuff to make it sound great. There is not much of a difference between I now. Holy cow! People can jump down my throat right away because I am. I I'm, was going to let you finish before I did. Yeah, not that I was prepared to jump down your throat, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see you know, where it goes. I'll how see how dare is. you compare Beethoven to? I don't know the name of a certain producer, but that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not okay. saying they're the next Beethoven, but no, no. what they're doing is very similar. They, although there's no one actually playing the music, someone did have to create that sound, but they are. Did I talk about this already when when I got into a discussion with Jad? I don't know because Jad Jad and I were having a, we were driving and he was talking like like all these guys that he liked who were like, you know, electronic producers and stuff like that. And I, I, I find this happens to me all the time. I say something and people argue something different than what I said. Yeah. Cause I was saying, I personally, I don't, I don't enjoy music that's electronically produced. Mm -hmm. I, I said, I'm far more impressed by someone who can sit down, play an instrument. Do you know what I mean? It's, I find it's more, uh, unforgiving mm-hmm. in the sense that it, you can't just push play on a computer like a computer's not you tell a computer what notes to play and it's going to play those notes it's yes. not, not going to go whoops whoops sorry I, I stuttered on that note so I, I'm not but, but here's the thing my point was I'm more more impressed by someone who can play an instrument than by somebody who can go computer play this note computer play that note computer so play this note so but what what Jad I got into this argument with somebody else too because I was trying to describe them the same thing, and they heard exactly the same thing that Jad heard mm-hmm. which was that I was saying people on computers have no talent that's not what I was saying I yeah. was saying I think it takes more talent to be able to flawlessly execute something that you can fuck up to me versus something that you pre-pro it still takes talent and vision and creativity to do it on a computer to me i would argue that it's two different types of talent one is the talent to play a single instrument extremely well and the other one is to be able to orchestrate a whole bunch of sounds into one coherent thing if i go to the if i go to i was going to say the opera the symphony if i go to the symphony 
some there you're right it, it takes let, let's say it takes uh, you have to have a better understanding yeah. of, of different instruments to be able to pre-program a symphony yeah. on a computer now it will be flawless yeah because you programmed every note from everything yeah. whatever it is now i watch i don't know how many pieces there are but let's just say i've, I've seen pictures you got 80 different human beings there all imperfect, yeah. all capable of making a mistake. And for that to all execute perfectly without everyone making a mistake, to me, I'm infinitely more impressed I am more impressed, that. like you said, by going to a live symphony than I would be going to a live <coughs> DJ. Right. That's what you're Who's saying. Who's DJing tonight? Now, you $12 can... drinks? Nice. No, but yeah, there are some DJs that do more than just bars. But No, I know, I know. Um, if you were to record that orchestra, you have the op- you have the opportunity to retake and retake to make it absolutely flawless. So right. a recording you've got one shot. No, but I mean a recording of the tw- <clears throat> a recording of an orchestral music and a recording of someone's electronic beat. I don't know, there's probably a better term than electronic beat, but a recording of the two They call it sound design. To me are on par as far as um talent for the person that is uh maestroing them. Okay. Because in both of them, you need to have a good ear, what sounds good together, what plays good together. The maestro doesn't necessarily have to. You're talking about the conductor? Yeah, the conductor. Maestro. Well, I don't know. All I know is that, like, I've watched that stick and listened to the music, and I do not see. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it's on the beat. Like, you can do a bouncing ball with a song on a kid's show, and I'm like, that ball. Yeah, but they're not not doing that stick movement for the audience. Oh, I get that. I totally get that. Oh, yeah. Um, And I know that they read. Hey, I can't read sheet music, bro. All I'm saying is. You can't? No. Jesus. Can you? No. Dude, uh, the Nautilus trap. I unlock. Oh my God. But anyway, so if anyone is interested in Dermot Kennedy, which you should be, and which you will be if you do listen to the outro, because it's just fantastic. Unless it's really not your type of music, I just couldn't see how. Uh, what you want to look for in particular. Um, Are you going album or songs? His newest album is uh, Without Fear. Okay. The newest album did take me, uh, it, it did put me back a little bit. Like it, it, I was a little bit like, ah, because it was a lot of songs on that album that are remastered, redone, re- re-refined, I guess, um, with more electronic. I see. Uh, of his other, not album. Rather than someone doing like a, a, a produced yeah. song and then doing an acoustic version. Well, he had, he's his, got like acoustic shit that he's like yes, overhyped. His EP, which came out uh, last February, I believe. Which is uh, self-titled. If you're looking for it, uh, the um, the cover of it is like a very sepia tone of him just sitting there. Okay. That there has that there's the one that I really fell in love with. That there's mostly acoustic sounds. Now my favorite songs from there, a, a few of them were put onto his new album, but a different beat put to them. Song's still good, but it didn't. It took me a bit to get used to. Let me say that it took yeah. me a little while to get used to. Now his his first album too, or the the EP was a slow burn for me. Okay. I like the one song, which is the one I'm going to choose for the outro. Okay. And then I had his album just in my playlist. And then I would just have it. I'd listen to it a few times through, but it didn't really like floor me. But then while at work, I'd have my whole list just playing of all my songs. And every now and then the song would come on. And then it just kind of like got stuck in my head. And all of a sudden, that's when you realize the genius behind the song. You're like, holy fuck, this is a good song. Who is this? Oh, shit, that's right. Like, it's one of those ones. Like, the instant hits are great, but they die out early. Right. The slow burns aren't as instantly awesome. <coughs> <coughs> but then they just last forever for me, yeah. for myself, not personally. So well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh, the goodbyes, and then yeah. I'll, I'll I'll point it to yeah. you to, to to throw it to the song. Um, thank you for for doing this with me. No I know problem. we were gonna do like a five minute. I wanted like, Chris and I have been talking about the, the the resistance band, so I was just popping over while I was in the area from my dealership to take a look at those, see his setup, and we got to chat and play a little games. Always good catching up. I haven't seen you in a while, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
And so, yeah, we got to sit down and do the podcast. So that's why we're doing it on this equipment and not the, the real stuff because I, I had no idea that we were doing this. And I'm so glad you did it, especially after last week's episode. Um, onesies, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, send me your, your meat meals, man. I can't believe Chris and I, two heads combined, couldn't come up with more than five or six. That I would like. That you would like. That I, I get it. Like. I know, I know. My, I might get to 10, yeah. but I, I want to hear what it is. Last, last meat meals, we put a lot of shit on there. Um, I hope you guys are doing great. I got some stuff coming up this weekend that I've already told you about, and I'll, I'll let you know all about it next week. Always sending your questions, your your thoughts and feelings on anything that we talked about or anything at all that you want, period. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Chris, what do we got coming up? Ladies and gentlemen, Moments Past by Dermot Kennedy.
see you now.